The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Wouldn't it be cool to have like uh, Aerosmith right now? I'm back. Yeah, I'm great. I'm back in the saddle again. Be great. The snowpocalypse, Tim Dillon. Hey, holding up. Did I move you out here at a bad time? Do you think? I mean, we considered suing you. <laughs> I was sitting there going, can I take legal action against him? Like, I called a lawyer, and apparently I cannot. Listen, I, I'll give you free meals Yeah, every time we go out forever. We were, I mean, I was on a bread line two days ago. <laughs> My opener flies into town. We're going to fly out for shows. All the flights grounded. We can't go anywhere. I mean, we're waiting outside of a supermarket for an hour, and then we're eating fish sticks in the dark of my house with no power. And I'm like, you know, Joe fucking Rogan, man, uh, this was a real fucking leap of faith, but it's looking better today. It'll be fine. It'll Listen, be fine. It was a once in, they're calling it a once in a 120 year storm. But I think what that means is like ever recorded. Like you go back to 1800, so what we're right. talking about, or 1900 yeah. rather. Like when? What was the? What kind of fucking instruments were they yeah, using? Yeah, what were they? What were they jotting the down? Almanac was the big thing back in those days, and I yeah. don't think they had. How did that work? Because that fucking thing was apparently kind of accurate. It's kind of yeah, witchcrafty. It's crazy. Yeah, they it's would crazy. predict like next year's yeah. winter cycles. Yeah, and, and harvests and yeah. things like that. Yeah. What did they do? How was, How did it work? Well, it was just wild driving around Texas and seeing nothing but snow. Yeah. And you, it looked like Vermont. It looked like you were in the Northeast, but it didn't. It was like wild to be in Texas driving around and nothing was open. Yeah. So like gas stations weren't open. Uh, fast food wasn't open. Nothing was open. No. You know? Tell you what was open. The Houston airport. And my boy Ted Cruz is like, Yeah, he was out. <laughs> and by the way, yeah. isn't it sad that like he couldn't get away with it? It's like, here's the thing about the Bush family. Say what you want about them. Maybe whack to Kennedy, bygones. But, I mean, now our leaders can't even get caught taking a commercial flight to Cancun. Like, that's pretty sad. But here's the thing. Like, what can he do? What is, yeah. the, what is the reason for him staying? Is well, it, I think it's just the optics of how it optics, looks. Yeah, right. but of course. No, he doesn't have any of... Can he make it warm out? No, I don't think he has any power to do anything good. Maybe he should be there with blankets. Yeah, put him over well, it's the funny. It's like the people that hate him the most are the ones that are like, he should be there. And it's like, doing what? Well, here's, you know. here's the thing, though. Yeah. He was one of the vocal critics of Mayor Adler, who's a Democrat, right. who went to Cancun as well. Right. What is it? Everybody goes <laughs> so, to Cancun? I think he was in Cancun. Was he in Cancun or was yeah. he in uh, yeah, he one made, of those? He made the thing at the house. Yes. Or like that. But it was in Cancun or was it Puerto Vallarta? Well, it was one of those nice places in Mexico. Yeah, and, and he, he wanted, and he's <laughs> the mayor of Austin. Yes, yeah. he went down there and he was saying, "Now is not the time to relax." Yeah, what? Cabo, Cabo, there Cabo. You go. Cabo. Yeah. So he went down there. <laughs> I mean, that's the place to relax. Yeah. I mean, fucking Sammy Hagar's got a song about it. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy to watch. It's also crazy that he got caught and then he came back. Well, he said, I was always coming back. Yeah. I was being a good father. Like, yeah. So you had to put a spin on it. Yeah, I was dropping my face. I yeah. feel because Ted Cruz is the face of the guy that always is caught. Like, he looks like the kid at school who gets in on the prank too late, and then the teacher catches him. Like, he just looks like he gets caught. He's not, he's not one of those guys who gets away with it. No matter what happens, he doesn't get away with it. No, he's... he's um 
did you ever see those videos that they made where it was i don't know who re released the full video but the videos that they made where he was running for president and he sat down with his mom and he was talking yeah. about you know i go to church every day and she's like yeah. every day right <laughs> his mom threw him under the bus like Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Well, every day. Yeah, yeah. His mom was like, bitch, you don't go to fucking church every day. <laughs> and it was like they had a retake scenes yeah. and it was. Oh, the whole thing's a nightmare. But and they I, showed it. How about somebody from the wife's group text leaked because they were inviting neighbors going, yes. come to fucking Cabo or yes. wherever the hell, come to Cancun. Yes. And somebody leaked it to the New York Times going, yeah. here's the group text proving they were inviting us all. I wonder how many moms were in that group text. Too many. Yeah, there, there's these are the videos. Oh, this is great. <laughs> but these things are always gross, man. Those like sit down with your mom. Let's pretend the camera's not here. Right. My, my, right. My, my Tell mom, everyone how good I am. I'm a good person, right, yeah. mom? I'm, I'm, I'm a God fearing Christian. Tell everyone what a good person my your mom, son is. Yeah. He was very good, though. I have to give him props because there was this one situation where what what was it? It was a, a tech thing where he was. Fuck. I don't remember. God damn it. We talked about it on the podcast, Jamie. Do you remember what it was? Where he was uh, calling them out for... God, it's escaping me. But I was actually kind of... Deplatforming people or privacy? Yes. Or... It was... He says, it, like, here, here's a video of him from the summer. He's like, who the hell are... Let's see. Who was he, who was he critiquing, though? Who was he Probably criticizing? Like Google. Yes. And it says, Ted Cruz on Google and big tech censorship. Yeah, there was a... Who the hell are you to decide who can speak? Who there was... Can't? He was catching them in some hypocrisies and some right. lies. And it was like... It was very good the way he was doing it and well phrased. Like, you gotta, you gotta give a little if you're gonna shit on the guy. I was... I was that, that fucking tech stuff drives me crazy. Right. It drives me... And what drives me crazy is the people on the left that think it's not gonna come for them. Right. Like, well, they're all moving here. All these tech guys are in Austin. Like, mm. a lot of them are moving here. And there are some of them that are more... Uh, I don't know what you would call it, libertarian in their ideology, where they don't want to shut people down and they want people uh, to speak. But there's just so much, I don't know, it, it just feels like you're, there's a tide coming in and the tide is going to wash away even those people that are standing up and saying, this isn't right, we shouldn't do this. I just feel like, because people are tired, like the public doesn't care. And I get it. The public doesn't care. The public's like, you know what, I don't care. Who care? I like. You don't think they care? I think some of them do, but I think it's one of those things that it doesn't affect that many people. And if it doesn't affect that many people, it's hard to necessarily get up in arms over it. Like when Gina Carano gets fired, people are like, okay. Like it doesn't affect that many people. Most people work at jobs where they're not allowed to say anything. Mm -hmm. So they work for corporations, they go into an office, they can't say anything, and right? they kind of like it when people get in trouble. Yeah, they love when people get in trouble, especially when people outside of the system that are making money get in trouble. Yeah. So people aren't really as upset about it and they don't think it's gonna lead to where it's gonna lead to. That was the whole thing with Alex Jones. It's like, it's clearly gonna lead, it's not gonna die with Alex, it's gonna go other places. Right, once you're getting rid of the freedom of the First Amendment, right, the freedom of speech, which which is, you know, as long as you're not doxing someone or openly threatening someone right. or doing something yeah. like genuinely horrible, right? You should be able to speak your opinion because we have to figure yes. out who's right. And right. you can't say you're not right, so 
you can't talk. Right. Because then the people that have the power to, to hit that switch, yeah. which is right now the people that are on the left that are in charge of tech, right. they're going to hit that switch whenever they disagree with well, people. Well, it's weird because they also have billions of dollars. So if you go on the Clubhouse app and you listen to these people talk, they are, they are I know you don't, but they are billionaires or worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And their concerns are always like you, you go into the app and somebody's like, we need more indigenous uh, creators, we need more indigenous entrepreneurs or women of color entrepreneurs or all these goals that are laudable goals, whatever. But they're then a, a white guy will come into the conversation and go, Well, he goes, I don't really, as a white guy, I want to apologize for even speaking. <laughs> no, I swear to God, who's done this? This is a guy on Clubhouse. Goes, That's why I'm not hey, on Clubhouse. As I a white guy, he goes, this. I want to, but you don't, you got to go into my good rooms. Like, should women be allowed to own Bitcoin? That's a real Did debate. Did you make that room? Yeah. The rooms on Clubhouse I make are like, should women be allowed to own Bitcoin? Uh, I want to be a cancer influencer. Um, how do you build a brand in prison? Should I buy a Bitcoin or pay for my son's surgery? You got to have fun. Ted, I, the one last night was Ted Cruz has a right to do cocaine with his family in Mexico. Uh, you got to have fun with it. I troll and just have a little bit of fun. But on that app, you listen to these tech people. And one really big tech uh, woman who's massive said like something that was chilling. She goes, we got to put guardrails up online. And as soon as she said, we got to put guardrails up, I felt chilled because I'm like, I know what she means by that. And guardrails are just like, here's where offensive speech is, and we're going to put the guardrail there, and then the guardrail is going to move. Who said this? A very big uh, person who owns a major app that just went public, who's worth $1.5 now. And I'm sure she's a lovely, talented woman, but her belief was like, hey, we got to put some guardrails up online. But when I heard it, I went... This is a very uh, ominous thing to say. Because, right, but, but hold on. When, yeah. when someone says something like that, she's probably talking about this QAnon shit that led to the Capitol Hill riot. Perhaps. Or she's talking about somebody calling someone fat or somebody oh, saying really? someone's a moron or I don't know. But are, are you really, is it going to be easy to just draw a line around QAnon stuff? And then, then where's the legitimate discussions right. about human trafficking yeah, and no, political? Sure. Yeah, it's hard. It's real hard. So I Did think, anybody challenge her? No. Were you in that room? Yeah. Why didn't you say something? I did. I said, okay. I was like, all right. <laughs> I went, okay. I mean, she's a billionaire, right? So I'm like, so what? I'm let in these rooms and I just kind of, every now and then I throw out like a joke every eight minutes and then I just go back to listening. What did everyone else say when she said, Yes, Queen. No, they're in. Joe, they're all in. They're in it's on a, guardrails? Oh, they want the guardrail. They think it's a great idea. Yeah, no. Th because nobody wants to give you any of their money, so they want to solve the world's problems by making everyone nice. Because they're like, listen, I have a billion dollars. I don't want to give you any of that, but I'd like everyone to be nicer. So that's what tech is. It's just a weird cognitive dissonance. Bumble CEO. <laughs> well, someone if found you it. want I'm to behave around. poorly, you cannot do it here. But where is that? On Bumble? I but that's her app. Online, that's who. Yeah. So that's who said it, by the way. But all the, but but this now is a female created. But, but hold on a second. This is a female created dating site. I think right. she has the right on her dating site to say, "Look, I've created this this atmosphere where I want people to be pleasant on this atmosphere." Sure. Because it's a female created dating site. Sure. I don't want guys sending dick pics. Sure. Unless I ask for them. Right. You know that kind of shit. Well, that's fine. But does 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 anyone? I'm just on her app. It's one thing. Right. But no one who wants power and control goes, I'm good with my part of the yard. Most people go, yeah, I want, I think these standards should be enforced uniformly. That's my experience of like hearing a lot of these people talk. I think a lot of them are 
like, yeah, we should step in and curate a better world and create a better world. And they think they're doing the right thing, but there's a huge downside to it, which I don't know if they realize because they just want to, you know, they want to get everyone's data, sell it and make money. So they don't want anything getting in the way of that. Yeah, that's that's the real problem. Yeah. The real problem is the consumers have become the product. And right. they didn't know they were the product. And now the people that were selling them are making insane amounts of money. And you know, one of the interesting things that's going on right now is this fight between Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, and Tim Cook. Right. Tim Cook at Apple. Tim Cook is like, hey, you know, just selling ads is good enough. You shouldn't be selling people's data. You shouldn't be infringing right. on people's privacy. And we're going to put a stop to that. And so Facebook took out this, was it a full page ad? Like what, what they, they did something where they published this piece where Mark Zuckerberg was essentially saying that you are going to punish small businesses, which is the weirdest. See, let's see what his argument against Tim Cook was, because this was fairly recently. Zuckerberg came yeah. on Clubhouse for a brief moment. What did he say? I don't know. Does he, not compute. Yeah, he, just, he, com he comes on for like a brief moment, and then he got out. But sometimes people are in the audience in those apps. Like, you'll look, you're like, motherfucker, that guy's... Everybody's waiting for Joe Rogan to come on it. Yeah, that's not happening. Every single person on the app's like... Why would I do that? When does, Joe Rogan, when does Joe Rogan go on the app? Because I said, what Joe Rogan really wants to do is spend four or five hours a night talking. <laughs> he wants to talk. Yeah. And he wants to listen. Yeah, I want to He wants to listen. I want to listen. But I, I, we want you to come on for a fun night to just blow it up. Me, the Weinstein family. Oh, listen, those people. Who love me I and love, now they hate them. me. They hate me, the oh, Weinsteins. No, the Weinsteins love you, but Eric uh, is very sensitive. Well, yeah, can't, I, can't I made them. fun of them because I said, all these gurus, what have they ever done? I'm like, and Lex Friedman loved it. I said, what are these, <laughs> who are these guys? Have they invented the rotato? What do they do? Like, What is how, a rotato? It's the thing that peels and slices the potato. I'm like, have they ever had an invention? And, and then they got mad, and they were like, well, this is not good. But I want to do no, a no, video. No, 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 more, more than that. He well, actually he called went, me on, and he, you know, he went on Twitter yes, and said- He flamed me. Tim Dillon asked, what, what have, have I, I ever done? done? Yeah. And then he starts listing all the things he's done. Yeah. That's always a mistake. It's wild. That's not a good it's thing. It's wild. You're arguing with a man who wears a wig sometimes. So Ooh, Him or you? Both, probably. But <laughs> I was talking about myself. But I wanted to do a video where I impersonate him, Brett, and Heather. And I might do it. I just got to get... You should do it. I might do it. Yeah. I, and we have a Lex Friedman, like a little baby in a suit, as Lex Friedman will put him there. Yeah, so, I like it. They're all very smart, but it's just like... Listen, man, comedy is comedy. You gotta, you gotta have fun. Yes, you gotta have fun. Well, you can't get upset if, listen, if you've done all those wonderful things. Yeah, and then someone comes and makes fun of you. You go, what have you done? Right. You've got to just let it go. I said that you guys left LA because my podcast was bigger than yours, which is provably untrue. That's provably not true. And I said, imagine, and I was in, imagine if I went on Twitter. Tim Dillon yes. said I left LA I was, because his yes. podcast is bigger <laughs> right. than mine. That is not true. Yeah. Here are the numbers. Yeah. Here are Tim the numbers. Dillon is a fraud. Yeah, he lies about things all the time. <laughs> imagine if I did yeah. that. I said Joe's leaving LA because our podcast is bigger than him. And people go, but you get like two hundred eight thousand views on YouTube. I go, you don't understand the match. So it's <laughs> like you don't understand. There's other things at play. Um, but I do shit like that all the time and it's like sometimes people get angry well, but you know have to understand fun and they have to understand comedy right yeah comedy like a big part of what you and i both do yeah like we we, we have points you know like you're serious sometimes sometimes yeah. i'm serious sometimes yeah too, but we talk shit yeah I mean, that's really what it is it's he said to me shit. he goes have you read my unified theory of everything i'm like no and i gotta be honest not gonna 
not gonna Why do it. Do that. I just don't. Have I, you anytime someone says that I haven't done it. That's an issue. Yeah. If someone said if, if as a like a put you in your place. Have you read my unified theory of everything? Right. Yeah. If I did, I would talk to you. About yeah. I'm like it. I don't have any. I don't care. I mean, I'm I just. I'm really glad that you. I do uh, care. I'm glad that it's you've unified everything. Good, good. Well, he's a fucking brilliant. Guy. He's a very and smart guy. I, I've talked to him on the podcast before, and ton, very left, intelligent. Left me, uh, you know, like if you go running with like uh, David Goggins or something like that. Well, no, but like, I'll take your word for it. Like I'm just gonna sit in the side of the road here and just yeah. let you run. Yes, and yeah, they just he run does it. away from you. They're way, you know, it, it listen, way ahead of you. It, it is what it is. Yeah, I've, I've, I'd love to be invited to the Weinstein Thanksgiving next year. Listen. Brett and Eric are wonderful people, and I love I'm Heather sure they as well. Are. They're great. I'm, I'm sure they giant are. fans of them. I'm sure they are. They really are. I, I guarantee, I'm sure. I don't know them, but it was. Uh, we were at the comedy store. Yeah. And Andrew Schultz. Yeah. Started, was fucking with Eric. Oh yeah. And you, you could see Eric was like. Yeah. He, he he had they had had some sort of interaction online. Right. And I forget what it was, but it yeah. was playful. And Schultz starts fucking with him at the store. The whole thing about. <laughs> comedy is you know you're you're taking shots you're having fun it's not meant to be taken seriously it's complete you know they're right. in the world though but he's 50 years old yeah. and they're dabbling in this world but now. it's also like they're on youtube so you might be a fucking genius but you're next to me and logan paul on youtube yeah. so mm -hmm. i'm gonna say something about something and w whatever if you're a genius it shouldn't bother you yeah, I would agree with you, but I, I just had a conversation with a brilliant friend of mine, one of the, right. literally one of the smartest people I know, and he has a, a podcast, and you know he he's a I don't want to say what he does, but because I didn't ask him if I could talk about this, but he said I need to talk to you about how to handle criticism and how to handle this stuff on right. social media right. because I engage too much or I think about it too much or I'm reading it too much and then it fucks with me. Right. And we have this conversation. I mean, this guy is a fucking genius and not right. just a genius, like a physical specimen too. I mean, he's a, he's, right. a, he's an amazing person. Yeah. And yet, and it gets to you. And he's not even controversial. Like the stuff right. he talks about is not controversial. Right. But it's just dealing with other, whether it's peers yeah. or people that are jealous or right. just straight up assholes. Yeah. Well, comics are in this weird position because we have to look at things and uh, observe things and make fun of things. We got to make fun of people we disagree with, make fun of people we agree with. Yes. We got to make fun of the whole landscape. And yourself. And myself, which I do all the time. Yeah. And it's the whole landscape of what's out there right now. And it's not just, you know, I don't pick a side or I don't go, I may agree with a side, but I like I agree with a lot of what those guys say, but it's like if something happens to be funny, yes, I say it. Right. If you agree with them and then you shit on the point that you agree with right. because there's gold there. That's what you got to do. That's what we do. That's what you got to do. You have to do that sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it doesn't it's, mean you don't. Care, Does it mean yeah? Think they're brilliant. Thank or that God we have radically different jobs. Yeah, thank God. Thank yeah. God my job is not to you know advance scientific theories. Imagine if you were working for Peter Thiel and you were in charge yeah. of all of his money. <laughs> it would be a very interesting. <laughs> Thiel Capital would have a very interesting three months before it was over. Free. Be over. It would be the month. end. But I'd go. We'd go bankrupt a few things. Like we'd go after. You know, he already did Gawker. We'd go uh, after a few more. Mm -hmm. You know, go after a few people I don't like. <laughs> Let's. I think it's a great idea. Text me, Peter. Call me. Yeah, but a lot of these tech guys are in Austin. They're very interesting. Well, they're moving here because this is a very tech friendly area yeah it's it's a weird place because it's a blue spot in a red state 
and uh, it's it's also a very artistic area. It's also right. very nice. Like one of the yeah. reasons why I moved here is that it's a lower population than L.A., and people are just genuinely friendlier. Right. They're friendlier. I, I've right. always loved it here. I've been coming here since, I think I did my first gig here in 99. I walked into it, get my hair done, and a woman was like, are you from California? Are you bringing your liberal politics here? I'm like, do I look like I'm bringing liberal po- I look like Rush Limbaugh. Like, do I look like I'm bringing my liberal politics here? Did you see your license plate? Is that what it was? I think so, yeah. And she's like, where are you? Because I have a, a New York voice. So they're yeah. like, oh, you're not, you're not from here. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not bringing my liberal politics. I'm bringing like no politics. Yeah. I don't even, I guarantee whenever the elections are, I will miss them. <laughs> I won't know when they are and someone will call me in a week and go did you vote and I'll go what so that's whatever ally you want here you don't get well I, I have a friend of mine who uh, is out here is an older gentleman who I've become friends with since I moved here and uh, he's a, a gun enthusiast and a kind of an interesting character but but a very smart guy right and uh, he just goes we're being invaded. Yeah, well, that's, he's that, right. That's how he he's right. A little I go bit. by people like me. Mean. Yeah, like I'm. I'm part of the invasion. Yeah. He goes, no, you're a good guy. Goes, but it's also like, isn't Austin's pretty damn liberal? Like I drive through yeah. Austin, it's like women with like, I'm saying women, but I don't know. But uh, entities <laughs> with purple dreadlocks. It's like Antifa runs Austin. It's like. I'm I'm bringing liberal values. I mean, it's like crazy. They're worried about the voting because they already hate yeah, the mayor. Yeah, of course. They already I get hate it. the mayor. Yeah. They hate the mayor. They hate the homeless situation. They love yeah. the governor. Right. They're, they're trying to figure governor's out. Governor's a good dude. I watched the governor yeah. do the press con. He did like a good job. He's a great guy. But you do miss Trump a little bit because you do miss you do miss the like how Trump would have handled it. Well, then you just go Greg to Andrew Cuomo. was very respectful. Well, he's a criminal. He's a Democratic yeah, Trump. He's, he's a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> he was not funny um, and should be in jail. Um, yeah, but well, how about that, huh? I mean, he's, thre- he's calling and threatening people, yeah. telling them not to journalists. Yeah, calling and threatening people. He's calling other people, going, "Hey, man, politicians. You know, we're you know we don't we we act a certain way. I don't know what the quote is. Jamie will find it. But he said something to the guy like mafia shit. Yeah. Well, the the Hill, um, uh, Crystal and Sager covered it today on their uh, their show, and it's uh, on. There's a clip on on their Instagram page. Uh, it, it showing the the guy and he's explaining what they said and what Cuomo said to him, but he basically said, "I will destroy you." Yeah, which is like they they were. They That's said lovely. It, they Isn't said that nice. It, yeah, they they yeah. said it accurately. They're like, this is cartoonish. Yeah, it's cartoon, and they all get caught. This is the thing with Ted Cruz on a plane or this guy doing it. Like you all get caught. It's no longer like the '60s when they could just with impunity do whatever they wanted. Well, he's a seventy year old guy. He's probably yeah. been doing this his whole life. Of course right? he has. But like you yeah. get caught now, and then they look. Terrible. Yeah, when they get caught. Well, that's the least of it. The, yeah, he looks terrible. The reason why he doesn't want them to say things. Yeah. is because they lied about the COVID numbers in nursing homes, the COVID deaths in nursing homes, which are directly attributable to his policies. Killed. <sighs> it's crazy. Literally, they lied about fifty percent. Wow. They they lied at a fifty percent rate. So. Yeah. Whatever the fuck the number was, it was fifty percent off the real number. Wow. Which is thousands of deaths. So it was a brush thousands, fire. Thousands of people died. that died. Just think of a pile. Think of like a show that you and I would do at a nice yeah, theater. Sure. And think of those people just stacked up dead yeah. because of the decision of a politician. Can they get, is it, is, is it a, because I know that they're trying to recall Newsom. They're trying to recall him too. They're trying to they're, recall they're, him they're, too, yeah. They're gathering the momentum to try to recall him right now. Yeah. But on top of that, there's also 
I don't know if this is true, but I was reading about the potential FBI investigation. There's a criminal investigation. Well, there should be, yeah. Well, his one of his aides leaked the fact that they were worried that these numbers were going to get out and that it was going to help the Trump administration. So they, yeah, this is all again, crazy. Uh, it's, it's all crazy, but also I'm a moron. I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. Let's just be really clear. I'm listening to people like Crystal and Sagar that uh, from the Hill, from Rising. Yeah. I actually know what they're talking about, and I'm reiterating what they're saying. Yeah. Just, just say to that. Well, I know what I'm talking about, and Cuomo should go to jail. What kind uh, of, here it is. U.S. Attorney FBI investigating Cuomo's handling of nursing home details. Okay, now, though this is on NBC. Whenever something gets on NBC, you know they're fucked. Right. Because this is a Democrat. Right. When they're covering this on right. NBC... They're throwing him under the bus. Not only that, they've also barred his brother from ever interviewing him on CNN. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a dog and pony show, the idea that he could even interview his own brother and toss him softball questions. And, but Jake yeah. Tapper wants to interview him. I believe it's Jake Tapper, I think, who's a credible journalist. Right. And they're like, uh-uh, he doesn't want no. to talk to Jake Tapper. Because no. Jake Tapper is going to hold his feet to the fire, or whoever it is. Remember in the beginning, about. Cuomo was the star? Yes. Like Chelsea Handler's like, I want to fuck Cuomo. Like they were all, Whoa. he was the star. Imagine she him. said that. Yeah. Imagine being him. She said, yeah. What a threat. <laughs> That's your reward. That's a threat. Uh, but the- How would she do it too? She'd be on top. <laughs> yeah. And she'd punch him. Yeah. As soon as she came, she'd punch him right in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> He was the star. Everybody loved him in the beginning, and they were like, he's handling it brilliantly. I thought so. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Th this is what I thought. I thought he he's calm, and he, he looks like a leader. I mean, this is like, you know, you see a, a man who was handling things in a very calm manner, and it, but as time went on, he started to crack. Right? Yeah. And you see this with people that respond to pressure and criticism. It changes their character. And right. This is what I'm talking about with my friend. Right. Who, this brilliant guy who's dealing with uh, social media pressure. That just You take in too much criticism and it starts to change your perspective, which starts to change your behavior, which becomes ultimately very detrimental. And you see it with Cuomo when he starts saying, one of the things that he said about like lockdowns, he's like, you know, if you didn't want to gain weight, you shouldn't have ate the cheesecake. Right. You didn't listen. You didn't listen. You didn't wear your mask. You didn't right. social distance. That's not what it is, you fucking idiot. Right. That's not what it is. Right. What it is is this virus is very complicated, and it's confusing because it was made in a goddamn lab, probably. Right. Again, I'm a moron. But yeah. people that I know that are smart think it was made in a lab. Right. And they think that what happens is when you enforce lockdowns, you force people inside, and you force people to be right on top of each other, and they breathe each other's air, and that's how people get sick. Right. And it's more likely that they're going to get sick that way than if you let them do things and just fucking go out in public and just yeah. go around and go places and mingle. Well, this was also a guy that when New York was descending into a, a crime-infested hellscape, he said, I'll, everybody come back, I'll cook for you. I'll cook for I'll you. I'll cook for you. I'll make you sauce. You I'll, wanna, make I'll make a, make a nice sauce. There's people in New York right now beating each other with metal bats in the street I saw that video. to death. And de Blasio has people doing a dance routine, and Cuomo's telling people he'll make them Sunday sauce. It's a little, how about it's that a little de disturbing. Video? I sent you that, right? Yeah, it's absurd. How about how? It's crazy. It's that one of the craziest one of the things I've ever seen. Rare times I post on Twitter. Yeah, rare yeah. times I post on Twitter. I yeah. posted that, and I said, "How the fuck is this? How real is this thing? real? How is this a real thing? Yeah, it's literally a Coen Brothers sketch. <laughs> it's a it's a scene in the Big Lebowski. Yeah, it's absurdist beyond yeah. belief. Yeah." Please play that. Yeah, he has a dance we're gonna, troupe. We're going to bring yeah. back culture. We're going to yeah. bring back the arts. This is what you say when you've yeah. never created a business. Yeah. 
This is the kind of shit that you do. And they're not even good. Play this. Play this. I need they're to hear horrible. This. No, but it's not just they're horrible. You're part of. And we're going to do that. We're going to really bring back the heart and soul of New York City. We need our arts and culture back, and we need people to see it and feel it, to participate in it, to know that that essence of New York City has not been defeated by the coronavirus, but will come back strong in 2021. What is his ver- That is Whitney. 2021, as you see the city come back to life, culture will lead the way. Open culture is another step towards a recovery for our city. Stop. We're launching with stop. 115 stop. state stop. locations. Stop. I can't. This, if, you, if I was a businessman who lost their business because they wouldn't allow me to stay open, but they allowed Target to be open, they allow these giant businesses. Where was the guy with the bat for that? And here's the other thing. When you tell someone that their business is not essential, yeah. do you know how infuriating that must be if you run a goddamn restaurant? Well, it's also the essential workers, by the way, started to get attitudes. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the supermarket workers started to get a chip on the shoulder, and I didn't like it. They got essential? They, well, the essential workers, all the supermarket workers were being told, oh, you're essential, you're essential. They got a little rude. You think so? Yeah, just the same way we called nurses heroes. Don't do that. Don't call anyone a hero. They'll start, they piss on you. When you call someone a hero, it does something to their brain. I've never found that with firefighters. Well, sure, maybe. But with nurses, we called them heroes, and then they started TikToking with dead bodies. Do you remember that? I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, you I, can't I, say you're a hero. You have to say, hey, thank you. I don't You're mind doing a little, your job. Listen, this is hypocritical. I don't mind a little gallows humor. I don't mind nurses TikToking with dead bodies as long as they take care of my grandma. But then don't cry on Facebook. I don't mind gallows humor either. You can't TikTok with a dead body and then go, it's a bag of wear your mask. We can't handle it. Pick a lane. Do they do that too? Yeah. I don't of course. That part. Pick a lane. I don't remember. These nurses crying. don't care about people. Anyway. Why are the, you saying they do care? Some of them do, Joe, yeah, but I know a lot of your nose. I know a lot She's of nurses. She's a nice lady. Say that that lady who swabbed She's your nose. She's lovely, but She's I know, a nice I know lady. a lot of nurses who are in it to steal Percocet from people. Oh. I know a lot of heartless nurses. We all know a lot of heartless nurses, and let's not pretend we don't. That's a fact. And then some of them are great. But there's no, it's just like, listen, if, if you took what I was saying about nurses and I was saying about cops, I, it, everybody would, you know, the, the, the media would say, oh, that's great. That's a great take. Well, because they, they, brought they brush would cops. have said it before, but you know, there's a lot of these defund the police states that are now ramping up their budget for police officers, like Minneapolis. Right. right. There's quite a few of these places. Because it went to shit. It didn't just go to shit. It went to Mad Max lanes. Right. It went to some really bad areas. Went to where bad things. It's dangerous as fuck. I mean, you yeah. were talking about how bad New York City is when you were staying there last yeah, time. Yeah, it was rough. What was it like? Me and my opener were walking back from it. First of all, he's got a name. He's a yeah, good Dan guy. Yeah, Dan Carney, my Jesus opener. He's Christ. a good guy. He's, he's a Me good and guy. my slave. He, my slave. <laughs> he was walking. <laughs> we were walking. I make him carry all the camera equipment and everything. And I, Does he and wear I, a mask? And I, he, he, no, he just carries all the camera equipment. And then I walk you know, five feet ahead of him like a cartoon king down the street, just observing. <clears throat> and uh, I said to him, I think we're going to get killed. I turned around and looked at him. I said, we might get killed because people... On the street, we're looking at us like lunch. We were in Times Square. It was like, you know, maybe 1130, 12 at night. And people were looking at us. Like, people were sitting in Times Square like, who are you motherfuckers? Like, you know what I mean? That's and, why you need Texas gun laws in yeah. New York City. Well, and, and it was it was terrifying. So, um, and then people, you know, are, are you're, you're just looking around now and you have a weird feeling that I've never felt in New York as an adult. I felt that when I was a kid in the 90s, I would be like, oh, yeah, it's a little sketchy. But as an adult, it was like the first time I felt like shit could go down and it wouldn't be good. And now you see all these videos of people being hit with bats or, you know, it's rough. So, I mean, I just think that 
it has a it has a, a you know when Giuliani was elected there there was something that happened right before it and this was a, a thing that everyone knows about a rocket a, a rocket was killed in Central Park there was a knife in her back and it was all over the cover of the papers and people said and this was the early 90s and there was about 28 2900 homicides every year in New York City which is almost like eight a day it got so bad that that image of the rocket with the knife in her back in Central Park, people started to go, we need a new direction. They elected Giuliani, who's since disgraced himself and become a goon. I, I but don't you think that he just got old and his brain broke? Yes. I think he should have gotten out of public life, but he did you know, become a goon. But they cleaned that city up. It, was really, it wasn't that livable for many, many people. It became a lot more livable, a lot safer. Uh, after Giuliani got in there, and that's a fact. And people that want to, people might not like that, but that's, that's a fact. That's numbers and data. One thing that happened. The other thing that happened was Times Square became a mall. Times Square became a mall. A lot of that started to happen under Giuliani, and then it, it crystallized after 9 11. We need a balance. We do need a balance. Like you got to have a little grit, but you want it to be safe. No, you need you need you need a little balance. You want it to be a cool place, and and you don't need like uh, you know every Broadway show a, a fucking Disney movie. Right. You don't need that. You don't need you know Cobra Kai the musical or whatever hell is coming after this pandemic's over. But imagine being De Blasio yeah. and thinking that that video was a good idea. Well, imagine he's watching nuts. that. He's got to be nuts. He's nuts. He's nuts. He, How he's nuts? a doofy idiot. I mean, he's seven. He's seven foot like five or something. He's is like he? a. He's a big guy and he's just walking around. He probably doesn't get bl- blood to all his extremities. And I mean, he's walking around and uh, he's just completely mm. devoid of any sense of like what is actually happening you know and i uh, and his daughter's like at protests going crazy yeah, like she's she's, like she's just throwing rocks shooting cops i mean <laughs> she doesn't give a shit about anything fire. yeah she doesn't care isn't de blasio not really his name i forget but it's not his name no i think it's like a carlos mencia type deal yeah it's, he, it's not his name like he didn't like his father so he changed his name one of yeah. those things i mean he was just wheezy insufferable kid in high school with the che Guevara shirt I mean, here he is. Jamie will find out. His name is William uh, Warren Wilhelm Jr. Oh my God! So yeah, but everything. Is yeah, but he fake. doesn't. Yeah, so Warren Wilhelm Jr. It's everything's fake. Yeah. So th- th- that's not his name. How did he get the name? Make Bill that smaller. De Blasio. A Bill De Blasio was born Warren Wilhelm Jr. <laughs> How is that possible? Is an American politician serving since 2014. The 109th mayor of New York City, member of the Democratic Party, blah, 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 blah. He was born in Manhattan, primary raised in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Oh, well, that, you're doomed. The, yeah. The Cambridge is like, I love Cambridge because it's crazy. Right. But there, there's a lot of they-bees in Cambridge. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. are they-bees. I thought oh, yeah. they-bees I, was like one they-bee. Uh, you know, there's many they-bees. I have a gentleman whose daughter is a they-bee. She insists on being a, a baby. She insists. Yes. Yes. How old is she? I said she. I'm they, misgendering. They insist. I should probably go to jail. How old is they? They is, uh, I said, uh, there's no need to discuss. It's a kid. Okay. It's well, a, under 18. They, but they refuse to be gendered. But there are, but there's okay. a, a trend. Like children, yeah. pe- pe- parents are raising their children and may, they're letting As them gender pick, neutral pick their gender. In Cambridge. Yeah, they pick yeah. Their, They just one day will decide. And so they grow up like, what am I? Who cares? You're, you're like, yeah. eat your food. Right, yeah. Eat your tofu. Yeah. He took his mother's last name when he was getting older instead of the father. But what about the first name? Uh, William. 
Oh. Oh, well. William yeah, Wilhelm. Yeah, Warren Wilhelm. His name is Warren Wilhelm? Uh, Warren is not correct. Bill. But he looks like a Warren Wilhelm. He doesn't look like a Bill de Blasio. He See, looks like a creepy, you right. know, Warren Wilhelm. Like, but, you would be like, oh, it's Warren yeah. again, and you, everyone would leave. He just went from Warren to Bill. I don't know. Just decided to change everything. Because that's like a, you know, it's like a name that you'd elect. You go, yeah, I'm Bill. I'm like you. I'm Bill de Blasio. I'm not Warren Wilhelm from Cambridge. I'm Bill de Blasio from New York. Like, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. You know, there's, uh, there's so much there, you know. You shouldn't be able to do that. You should have to disclose it. Like, well, you should did. have to tell people. It's on Wikipedia. Well, of course. Coming Look at him. He's handsome. <laughs> Look at him, he's young. With, he's doing that thing that comics do when they suck. He, look at him, he has three different legal names. That's a good Mayoral hopeful Bill de Blasio has had three different legal names court record show. Okay, what was the other name? Look at his, like right there, he's doing that thing like, hey, I'm wacky. His elbow is, is it leaning on that radiator? Radiator, or yes. is it not? It seems like it's floating. No, it's leaning. I don't know if it is. The radiator might have been hot, and they're taking, oh, okay, it's leaning. No, what, an, what an odd photo. <laughs> It's terrible. What did he do before it's he terrible. was mayor? I don't know. Okay, it's Democratic oh, candidate. For, yeah. What's his other names? Warren yeah. Wilhelm and and then Warren de Blasio Wilhelm. Oh, okay. So he be, oh he, he hyphenated like he's married. Yeah, he to sounds another like person. a count. Warren de Blasio <laughs> Wilhelm. <laughs> Gavin Newsom. Who's Gavin Newsom's like an effete wine merchant. Like all of these guys are just out of it. Well, they're they, out of it. They've reached the the point where they can recall him. Right now, they just have to gather out enough names to because some of them are going to be invalid. Some of the names that they've uh, gathered apparently they they think they need an extra five hundred thousand names just because some of the people aren't. Yeah, it's just it's they're not to... legally registered. Gotcha. To vote, you have right. to be registered in California. I mean, who knows who the people are? So right. they, they think they need a buffer of about five hundred thousand. But here's the thing: this they is... asked me to sign it. I'm like, I don't even have a license. No, literally. So I, I didn't even. Say, I, yeah, I, I, well, I do now. But at the time, I was like, I'm not registered to vote here. And I don't have a license. I'm like, I'll sign it. And if someone calls me and goes, oh, "Did you sign that?" I go, "Yeah, fuck that guy." <laughs> but I don't have any paperwork. You, know? you need paperwork. I have yeah. it now. That's the thing. There's a bunch of people like you that are on that list, I'm sure. But here's, yeah. the, but here's the thing. Patriots. The thing is, California is a heavy Democratic state. Right. The odds of a person who's a Republican winning are very slim. And New York, too. Yes, but it's different. New York, right. there's a possibility. There's some precedent. Right. right? But the, there's no pre the only precedent in California, the most recent, is Arnold Schwarzenegger, who barely counts because he was a star and also... I don't know why they uh, why did they get rid of Gray Davis because of the blackouts the rolling blackouts to Enron all that stuff right. they were fucking with the state and it was also there was corruption involved there in was those corruption blackouts yeah. where it wasn't necessary to right. actually blackout they were doing it for political they were gain. forcing it down to send the cost of energy up yes yeah that was a great right. that Enron documentary the smartest guys in the room great documentary it's a great documentary about that whole thing and then Bethany McLean who wrote the article how does Enron make its money is a great financial journalist also you know she's in that documentary and that's a really cool documentary it's great and yeah it's spooky that's it's spooky crazy. and you know who else is really spooky an inside job yes an inside job which shows yes. it's about the financial crisis of 2008 and it shows how these people go from being uh, professors who recommend certain regulations and requirements that are ultimately terrible for the economy and then they get they get promoted as like once they leave 
as professors and they've you know they, they've whatever institution that they're at then then they get these giant jobs that that pay right. millions of dollars it's right. like this weird little deal it's that like they this make. revolving door yes. between a lot of times between government private industry yes. higher education it's like yes yeah it's creates the oligarchy it creates yeah. that aristocracy but when the guy who I don't, I don't remember who made that documentary but he's obviously very well read in in finance and he understands how it all worked right and he was questioning these people and you see yeah. them falling apart in the documentary in the yeah. middle of the, realizing that they've been trapped wow. and realizing that somebody understands the gig somebody understands somebody like, knows this what's is up the, this is what the hustle is it's yeah. it's so illuminating because it's, they get ar arrogant and angry at him and you know yeah well it's like it's like anything where you participate in it because you think it's a fluff piece you you yeah and yeah. also you think that what you're doing is okay because it's what everyone does. Right. And then you're introduced to this other yeah. mode of thinking. Did you see the new article that came out that says they're allowing like tech companies to essentially form countries? I mean, this is like the craziest article that came out that people are sharing all over Twitter where they're like, it's like a lot of them have the power of countries anyway. Like you look at Amazon and Google and Facebook, like they're Facebook. like, they have yeah. the money. Of a country, have a GDP of like a mid-sized country or decent-sized country, and they have the political power. But there's this new article which is like it, it talks about uh, allowing them to like actually like it's it's crazy. It's like crazy thinking. That I did see the title of that article, but I didn't read it because I didn't want to get sick. Yeah, I mean it's just. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you will eventually. They'll just have a Google stand where they yeah. just set up an island and they go, "We're Google a stand." And we pay what taxes we want, and you know, fuck you. Why not? As long as they can go with "Don't be evil." Remember when yeah. they used to have that? Yeah, that don't was comforting. Do evil or don't, don't do evil. Don't be. But uh, by the way, as soon as someone wants to do evil, they Google how. That's yeah. the first thing. They, <laughs> as soon as you somebody wants duck, to, duck, how go. do I get away with murdering my wife on Google? Yeah. See, if you want to do that, use DuckDuckGo. It's way better, and they don't. What is DuckDuckGo? Your history. It's a better search engine. That's what I use. Interesting. Yeah. If yeah, if I want to look up anything sketchy. So here's the thing about yeah. DuckDuckGo too. It'll show you things that Google will hide from you. Wow. Like there was a doctor who died immediately after taking the vaccine. And he was in his fifties. Right. Took the vaccine. He had an adverse reaction. Which listen, it happens. Sure. It is a part of medicine. It doesn't mean the vaccine's evil. It doesn't mean Bill Gates is trying to kill everyone. But if you do search that on google it's really difficult to find to find so yeah. i put in doctor in his 50s dies vaccine could not find it for the life of me i use the exact same sentence put in duck duck goes on the first not, page yeah you can it was get right it. away interesting because they're not curating your search well they results. also hid that that black west indian doctor that african doctor that lady, uh, god's yes. battle axe and weapon of war they 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 got rid of her. What's that? What? God's battle axe and weapon of war. Is that what she calls herself? Yeah, on her Twitter profile, and they got rid of her. And wait I was like, minute, I wanted to listen minute, to her. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She calls herself God's battle axe and weapon of war. Oh yeah, on her Twitter, and they got rid of her on Google. You couldn't find her. Wasn't she in a strip mall? She had like a little office. Yeah, in a she strip had mall? like a like a witch doctor thing in a in a strip mall with like <laughs> those beads that you probably walked through. It looked like a scene from Gremlins. Those beads in the eighties. Yeah, used to like go to a porn eighty section beads. Of a, yeah, of a video. Oh yeah, store. she probably had a shag carpet. She's probably sitting there smoking a butt. You know, going. I'll tell you the realities of this thing. Well, the thing is that she was talking about hydroxychloroquine, right? That yeah. was she. She said it was like the drug, and she and she would just take it when she grew up on Sundays. See this. <laughs> 
That's what she said. That's, I don't I think that's what she said. No, that's exactly. She was on the Candace Owens yeah. show. God's saying, battle axe and weapon of war. Yes, <laughs> this woman is who I follow. But here's the thing about that hydroxychloroquine. The fucking problem with Donald Trump is anything that was effective or anything that was true that was associated with Donald Trump was immediately rejected. Yes. Whether yeah. it was the idea that we were talking before the podcast right. that uh, I had on an evolutionary bio. I had on Brett Weinstein. Yeah. Brett Weinstein was one of the first people that was talking about it is most likely that yeah, from a this, lab. this virus emanated from a lab and it's yeah. not a big stretch and he had a good talk, argument you, when a, you watched his argument it was a, a solid argument he's a scientist right he's a legitimate scientist he's Correct. A, a brilliant person yeah and he was saying that if you look at all of the various aspects of this virus when you look at it it's it's much more likely especially with the fact that there's a level four lab in wuhan right there this is not like some crazy yeah. stretch yeah it's crazy that i don't understand why people think it's crazy and what their investment is it's it's trump it's, trump. it's, it's all political yeah trump. it's all about trump because i'm like if who like why are we treating it with such hostility why are we treating that possibility with such hostility and the only thing is yeah the trumps came out and said it well the problem is politics in this country are essentially they've reached this boiling point where the the idea of promoting a civil war is not outside of the realm of possibility. It's in this. It's it's in the space. Right. Like what what they're doing is anyone on that side is either uh, a fucking snowflake or a, a communist or a fool or and everyone on this spot space is a Nazi and a right. A, a, a right wing fascist and a terrible person and there's no gray area. And and this you're seeing this with with this storm that we're ha we're having yeah, people here. Are, people, you, are, I do think that people don't have the energy anymore because I've been seeing it on Twitter, and I think that I think I think we're a few weeks or months away from who cares. Yeah, I think Biden and Kamala. I think they're very boring. I think no one's going to care. I think the far right and the far left they just they both lost. Right, like the people that are hardcore Trump people lost. The people that are hardcore on the far left don't like Biden. I just don't think that everyone's going to live in this 24-hour political world forever. It's exhausting. I, I think it's over. I think it's. I think comedy is going to go back to being goofy and silly, and people that made living strictly talking about Trump or strictly talking about politics are going to have a tough time of it. I think, you know, after the Iraq war, that's when, like, that alternative comedy scene started where people, like, started walking around with, like, top hats and can't... It's like... Because after the Iraq war and the, and the mortgage crisis, nobody wanted to hear about anything serious. So I think if we put a few months... Uh, Go a few months down the road, no one's going to hear want to hear about COVID or Donald Trump. I think people are just ready for the next thing. So I'm hoping that this all kind of becomes more boring and silly and goofy and fun and more human. Well, I hope people come to their senses and realize that we have more in common than we have uh, indifference. Right. And that's that's the reality of being a person. Like uh, my neighbor is a, a, a crazy Biden supporter, super nice person. Like, right. uh, I, I, I like them. I, right. You know, and I, I, I don't think that there's a, a, a if you look at what people want, what do they want in terms of in, in times of crisis? Like it was I agreed. It was a fairly short lived crisis in Austin. Today's 40 something degrees. Right. And the roads are clear and you could drive around and most people's water is coming back on. Most people have power. There's but in times of crisis, you, you realize that. What is important? What's really important? And this is dark, right? Staying alive. 
That's Fe- it. Feeding your family. Right. And taking care of your loved ones. Yes. Ch- hey, do you guys need food? We have food. Yeah. Do you guys need wood? We have wood. We- you have a fireplace? And I would, I would add to that your social media brand. You have to always safeguard that as well. I'm so glad you got me out of that. I was, I was, I was reported. On a road. I was reported for cutting line at a Whataburger. I've lived here for a well, week. Well, that's, that's a criminal offense. Here's this the reality. Texas. I was... A Whataburger was the only thing open. Why it, did you cut the line? I didn't. And why'd you cut the line with California plates? There's this in a new, fucking Range Rover. There's this new game they're playing. You, you were in a Range Rover. I was in a Range Rover with California That's plates. Everything wrong. I know. And I had that the, stupid Bape hoodie on. That dumb, that uh, hype beast hoodie. But I, I turned, and there's some dude in an F1. Because here's the deal: there were two lines converging on the Whataburger. I was in one line, but there was the other, the other line had like three or four cars. I didn't know that it was one and one. I didn't know that it was one car and then one car. I didn't know that. I'm un, I don't I'm not, know what you're saying. Well, meaning when you have one line's coming in this way and I'm coming in that way. So we're supposed to let one line from my, one car from my line and then one car from the other line. What but did you do? I, after my guy went, I went as well because I didn't know that that was a legitimate line because my line was much longer. And there was no reason that people couldn't just be on my line. They had started another shorter line and were weaving into- Are you justifying cutting the line? I'm in saying your Range this Rover is again, he didn't support place? me with the Airbnb. So I'm I should confused. Have the dishes. I'm confused. Oh, there you are. Is this your car? If so, what's this guy's name? Put his, put his name up there. No, it's Neighbors, neighbors Uncensored. uncensored. Is what this kind your of car? rats are we dealing with? Please? Well, let's find out. First of all, they're the kind of rats that put a space after so <laughs> and then a comma. So and then double question marks. Is this your car? If so, I hope cutting the line at Whataburger made you feel like a man. Did it? I felt good. Okay. And that you and your idiot co-pilot, Dan. your co-pilot, Dan, got a good snicker. Out of it like D-bags, like you tend to do. Oh, D-bags like you tend to do. Please remove your sorry ass back to California, or at least out of our community, you sorry POS. Wow. First of all, can we stop with the Facebook ratting? This is unacceptable. If I'd walked into the- Well, what's more unacceptable, you cutting the line or them calling you out? Let's be real. Well, it's supposed to be a tough state. Come and shoot no, me. No, Don't no. rat me out on fucking <laughs> Facebook. It, there's no ratting's never appropriate. So I could have walked really, in a while. Yeah. Genuinely, really, if you were on ecstasy right now, yes. would you admit that maybe you kind of thought something but was wrong? I didn't know that I did the wrong thing until after I had done it. Oh, but you already did it. I had already done it, so I didn't know how this worked. You, what I you could have done is pay for the guy behind you. You say, fuck, I, I messed up. Get out of your car. You go, hey, buddy. Would you order? I'm sorry. I fucked up. Pay from, I'll sponsor the Facebook ad where he shits on me. How about that? Well, you I'll don't pay know for him to is. boost his problem. post. I didn't know who it was. Uncensored. I didn't know who it was, but if he wants me to boost his post where he calls me a piece of shit, I'll pay for that. What if we get that guy, figure out who it is, and get him some tickets to one of your shows? I'll do that. I'll, I'll like absolutely that. do that. We need to make this right. If, if he finds me or whatever, I'll absolutely do it. But it's like, I've had a real bad string of... People, I was thrown off Airbnb. This is a fact. You did not support me on this. I did. You did not. You said uh, he should have done the dishes. This was yeah, your you quote. Done the dishes. Joe. But you shouldn't have been thrown off of Airbnb. Okay. Well, you shouldn't leave dirty dishes. Joe, we pay a $450 cleaning fee. Oh. Airbnb, they do this scam now. They call it COVID cleaning, which is fake because regular cleaning and COVID cleaning are the same thing. Cleaning is cleaning. You're not going in there with hazmat suits. Why'd you leave the plates? What do you mean? What? What? 
Why didn't you just clean the plates? Because this is a vacation. Are you supposed to clean the plates? I don't know what the rules are, but I don't like the service if that's the case. <laughs> I want. You feel like you should be able to leave. Dirty not if plates. I if I pay four hundred fifty dollars for a cleaning fee. You should. And and the thing is, there were two lesbian women, and I mentioned that, <gasps> and that's why I was kicked off Airbnb because they thought because I, I mentioned they were lesbian, and they, they had a horribly designed house, and they should have. Maybe asked a gay guy or someone to fix it, but well, as a gay guy, what have you done? What would you have done rather to fix it? Well, all the furniture where well, you couldn't sit in, it was like art pieces. Uh, all of the furniture was like it was like a wait little. A you couldn't sit in, or Tony Hinchcliffe couldn't sit in. Tony Hinchcliffe is a bird. <laughs> he can perch on things. I'm a human. Human. I'm an American human. We can't sit <laughs> on a fucking leather cowhide chair. It's an art piece. Like this is. What's it was, wrong with the piece? Explain. It was like it was a, a chair of like sticks with like leather cowhide. There were these weird stools. Did you take pictures of these? I things? took all the photos. I put them on my Instagram. I was like, these Let's are see these things. These are not for human beings. These are for like lesbians to drink tea and perch and whatever. But like, why I need, lesbians? Though? Why do you, why do you care about their sexual orientation? That's why you get because kicked they're off? insufferable. They were insufferable. They wore little hats and had a dog. Little hats. They had little weird hats and they had a dog. Do you like big hats? Yeah, you but don't like, like dogs. I, I not the, the they had like a weird Weimariner. <laughs> I just knew who they were. I knew who they. I could see the photo and went. I knew who they were, and oh. they probably saw my photo when I hate that fat conservative fuck or whatever. Even though I'm I'm really in the middle politically and even weight wise, but <laughs> in this state, but they got mad at me and they got me off Airbnb because I discussed this on my podcast in a colorful manner and I, like I. "Quote unquote," threaten to burn their house down. As a joke, I'm not burning your house down. It's a bit. I'm not gonna burn your house down. But I said, like, watch your back. Who knows what happens? It's a joke. But these women don't get jokes, and I, it's not my fault. But like, to 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 give me a horrible review. How did they find out that you talked about them online on your show? It's a decent sized show, so yeah. I think yeah, yeah, it's big. I mean, it's it when okay, you you guys win. But it's big enough where if we say something on it, it got, it got back to them. One of their minions told them. And they were, uh, first of all, they asked me to give them a good review, which you're not allowed to do in the Airbnb process. Right before I wrote the review, that I've never given anyone a bad review on Airbnb. They I don't do it. I'm not a rat. A good they texted me and said, hey, our cleaning lady came, had a stroke, LOL, but just give us a good review. And I'm like- She said LOL? Yeah. I was like, I don't know why she had a stroke because it's literally dishes. Has your cleaning lady not encountered dishes before? There's no, uh, bl if like they took black light and scanned the walls, they no, wouldn't be surprised? There's nothing. I even left them a tartar sauce and said, use it. <laughs> Because we didn't use it. Kind. So, yeah, but Dick, I mean, look at that. I like it. These, oh, God, of course. <laughs> of course you do. This it's is minimalist. To, What's these that hole in the wall? Just do ayahuasca. It, is that a fireplace? Was yeah, which you can't hole? use because they're not insured for it. What is that square hole? It was a fireplace that Why you can't so use. It's weird, dude. It's the, a fireplace that's like chest it's, level. <laughs> it's a cold <laughs> is that, environment. Isn't that a weird? I mean, aren't fireplaces supposed to be on the ground floor? Like, why is it? Is the that really? The whole house is that's crazy. really a fireplace? I mean, they're culturally appropriating Native America. It's just the whole thing Maybe makes Native me Native American. Sick. You don't know. They are not. How and do you know? Because I've seen them. But what about Elizabeth Warren? That's a good point. But... <laughs> That I was, fireplace is in a weird place. It's weird. The whole house oven. is weird. Dude, the whole pizza house oven. is weird. And I just left. There was a few dishes in the sink. Show me that picture again. And the, and the review of me was like, this guy was a horrible guest. They said I broke a cactus, which is literally impossible. 
You can break cactuses. How? With like crunching the spikes you fall with my on hands? Them when you're on ecstasy. Yeah, I mean these these these. I don't understand what I'm looking at. Correct. So there's like a log. Thousand a night, twelve hundred a night, twenty two hundred. I, like I got I, it for I'd half. I'd stay there. Oh no! I really would. It's absolutely repulsive. I would sit in those chairs and Joshua, be really comfortable. Joshua Tree is a litter box for drug addicts. No, it's for people who like to do mushrooms and oh, find themselves. Enough. Get a get grow up and get a real <laughs> drug problem. Take a Percocet at your office. Okay. Uh, Not everything has to be a journey to hyperspace. Not everything, but some things. Sure. I just am a fan of pill Joshua heads and coke heads. I like people that are productive. But you're in Joshua Tree. That's the place where it's psychedelic grow. people go. Oh, and I used to do acid and go to a bar yeah. like a person. Right, 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 right. I get yeah, it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have to. If I, I would be a subprime mortgage guy, I would do acid and I would cross over. Like if I did DMT, I would go and when you meet the aliens and they give you all the information about how the world is, I would have tried to sell them condos. You know, I would have brought them into my world. I like it. Relaxation happens here. I bet it does. Yeah, washing dishes. That sounds I relaxing. I don't like the bars on the chair. Oh, the, the thing square. is, it's horrible. Like sitting on that, the the where I wouldn't know where to put my hands. The, I'd probably put them below those metal bars. This is really. Look at that lady. I like how she's sitting. Fuck. Wait, go back to the that. pool. Was cold. Can you go back to that picture? That lady's hot. I like that. This Ooh. is well. They're fat phobic. She's, she's and this naked. Is, yeah, this is what is they're trying naked? to do here. They're no. upset yeah, that human not. beings is that a rented suit? their apartment. Yeah. It's it's hard to tell because it's in black and white. But she's hot. I like how she's just reading. She's like, even though I'm hot, I just want to educate myself. Yeah, this and is another this lady. Is, this is who they. Yeah, that's re that's a Look realistic. Yeah, that's realistic. Look at the guy. Look at his six pack. He hasn't eaten in months. That's realistic. The guy shredded, and he's hanging out with a super hot girlfriend. There's a few dishes in that sink. Tim Dillon, I want to buy this house. This is a great place. Can you stop? I like it. Yeah, that. Ooh, it's it, a, a hi-fi. Yeah. That's a hi-fi. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah it's a high-fidelity sound was not. System. It was not conducive to having fun at all. Dude, I didn't, I, when I Manson didn't was running yeah. around killing people, that was the shit. I didn't say anything bad about it. Look at that view. You could see the cactus and the coyotes. Oh, isn't that good? I fucking love it. I, you loved it so much, you moved states. I would th listen. I could look get at the. I mean, come on. That's that's that's. We're starting Tim, to get crazy. You're talking to the wrong guy. I love I know, this house. I know. I love the chairs. Well, listen, I don't look believe at the chair. In, look at that chair. I don't believe in backs to chairs because I have good posture. Look at how I sit. I left four <laughs> dishes and these people treated, treated well, why me. Why the fuck didn't you just clean those four dishes? We never know. Because no I'm paying a massive cleaning fee. This why? is this save is, that money. Don't well, no, 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 no. You this. have to pay it. It's free. You have to. You're forced to. Is that the cactus you broke? No, that's a cactus. It was broke when I walked in. Was it broke? It was because somebody was probably, I don't know, shoving in their pussy. It was broke when I walked in. <laughs> The most epic hallway you've ever seen. That's yeah, is that true. really is that the most that's epic hallway you've that's ever not seen? True. I've been to some nice houses. That's not true. I like that espresso machine though. It's I like all a lot of this fine. house. I like this house. It's I, all I do. fine. I like this house a lot. It's all fine. The women were out of control. And again, I, if you look at my review, I said nice things. I, I think I I've need always to be said your nice things on to uh, lesbians. I, I've I always could, said nice things and they just said to me like I was a horrible guest. If you look at their review of me, they said I was a horrible guest. Why were you horrible? Well, they said I, I left the house in disarray and I broke the cactus and whatever and nobody broke anything. You know what you should do? Well, you can't do it anymore because you're not in an Airbnb anymore but you should just make a video of you leaving the house. 
And then no one can say shit. Well, I'd like to get back on Airbnb because I, I made them, I did, I spent money on there and that's where I would go and use to travel and not do hotels. I would do Airbnb. It's a good move. You, when you have an opener and you have people, yeah, you come up with people at a whole podcast foods, producer. Get some nice, yeah, it's much better. Nice food. So I'd like to go back on Airbnb, but we'll see what happens. That's you, okay. Is there an avenue for reconciliation? I don't believe so. These ladies, whoever you are, ladies, Tim's a good guy and I'm your fan. I'm a fan of you. I like what you did with that place. I like it. I like the, the chairs with no backs to them. I like it. I like the weird chairs. Yes. I like your view. I like your house. Look at that. You can sit out there by the pool and watch that guy with the ripped abs and his girlfriend fuck. I mean, this is like this is like a, fe- a FEMA tent. No, this is like it's a not. FEMA property. That's not. That's it's not. Dodgy. Would you get a tarantulas and, and lizards and full? I mean, Scorpions. The whole thing. It's a nice nuts. little pool. It's a beautiful view. Look, those people are enjoying it. Why can't you enjoy it? They're the, not the, real. Those people don't hot, exist. The hot guy and his hot girlfriend, they're real. They're not real. They don't exist. They work out at the Honor Gym. They're right down the street. They hired these people. These are not they're Americans. They're a mile away I from us. We can visit Amer- them right now. You're a Hollywood now. elitist. I speak I for Americans. But I live here. I know, but that doesn't matter. I speak for Americans <laughs> who make hot dogs and sometimes leave the, the plates of the thing because we're paying a $450 cleaning fee. And I just think that we should be able to... You should be able to come in and clean it. I, you know what I mean? You I love the house so much, you clean it. Mm. Ladies. So anyway, I'd like to get back on there, but I won't, I won't be allowed, and that's okay, too. Because I spe- Maybe they will let you back on. I would imagine not. I violated some safety protocol. I don't Which, know. Which uh, protocols? The safety one. Which one is the safety? The one where you can't threaten <laughs> to burn down people's homes, I think. <laughs> I spoke to my lawyer. He said to just leave it alone. <laughs> my lawyer was like, just leave it alone. He goes, I don't know what you're doing. I'm like, I'm in a, a high-octane war with a few desert lesbians. Few desert- <laughs> There's two desert dykes that are gunning for me, and I'm going to fucking keep, I'm going to ride this till the wheels go off. And my lawyer's like, hey, man, what are you doing? So What am know, I doing? I'm boosting up my fucking podcast, yeah, stupid. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fight the good fight. How do you think I fight. get paid? That's what you tell them. Yeah. How do you think I get paid? That's a good point. No. So, I mean, I didn't involve Alex Jones. Could have. Chose not to. Don't do that. I'm kidding. That's nuclear. That's I'm a nuclear joking. option. That's the nuclear option. Yeah, don't. don't yeah. Because he'll find some reason he'll why He'll say the Airbnb to, didn't exist. Yeah. But we'll figure <laughs> it out. He'll find my, some reason that, why that, connected that, to the globalist, yeah. Satanist, or yeah, something. I got to see him. I just got down here. I haven't seen him. I want to go have dinner with him. I'm very happy that people are changing their opinion about him. Yeah. Slowly but surely. They're they're understanding why I've been friends with this guy for 20 years. Yeah. He's a fucking hugely entertaining person. He's definitely yeah. made some mistakes, but I love that guy. Jamie and I had dinner with him and Lex Friedman the other day. We, we had a... How, how fun was that? That was great. I mean, I... Had a private podcast that no one else gets to. It was. Yeah. We we got a private room at Three Forks. Which you is love a great yeah, steak yeah. place here. I know. I've been there. A fucking phenomenal it's steak great. place. We sat down. We had so much fun. We had so much fun. Yeah. People get so mad that I, I I'm friends with that guy that I hang out with him. Yeah. People get really I angry. Enjoy him. He's a very interesting character. Mm. If you look at the history of the type of stuff like alternative media or radio or uh, whatever, you you are forced to confront him at some point in that history, right? Because he's this seminal figure in that movement and he's pissed off everyone that's ever existed and everyone as at one time hated him. Republicans, mm. oh, Democrats, yeah. everybody. Well, initially yeah. he was the guy that went after Republicans. Yeah. He got on he became prominent because he was going after George W. Right. George W was running for president. Right. And he was he's kind of, you know, protesting at some of his press conferences and stuff. Yeah. He's, like people think he's this like right wing lunatic because he supported Trump. I I don't 
I don't Nothing. think Bush that's who he is. hated him. Yeah. He was one of the not. guys saying 9-11 has weird stuff going on early on. He was also one of the first people that legitimately educated people on the concept of agent provocateurs. Right. I did not know that that was a thing. Right. I did not know that when there's an inconvenient, peaceful protest, and people need to understand that this is real. Google agent provocateurs. When there is an, or use DuckDuckGo. They'll, they'll give you the real deal. Use DuckDuckGo. <laughs> when there is a, a, a peaceful protest and it's inconvenient and the powers that be do not want it to be there, what they do is they send in people wearing masks and, and, and dressing up in all black or in some sort of like nondescript way and they start making it a non-peaceful protest. They right. start smashing windows and lighting things on fire. Then... The uh, the law enforcement can move in and shut down the protest. Right. That is what happened at the World Trade Organization yeah. event in Seattle in 1999, yeah. and he detailed it like in depth, and he showed step by step how this happened and how the people that were the agent provocateurs were eventually released. Well, he was always on the outside of politics, and then when he got in with Trump, he was kind of entering politics, and then oh. when he entered, then it became a real issue because then people were like, "Oh, this yeah. guy's got sway and power, and he can." And that's when yeah. they started going after him from all the shit that he said before. Yeah. Look, yeah. the guy does like five hours of uh, talking radio and talking every day and a lot of times he's hammered well it's like and he's saying yeah. crazy shit and you well, know it's how like rush goes. limbaugh just died and a lot of people obviously have strong opinions about rush limbaugh i remember i used to listen to rush limbaugh growing up and rush limbaugh to me was always this funny cartoonish figure who was a little wild you knew what he believed and you knew or what he purported to believe and like whether you agreed with him or not, he was this guy on the radio in the middle of the day for three hours a day for years. And no he rarely had guests. He rarely had took calls. He just went. He just went from the top of his head for three hours a day. And and then they found out he was doing it on like 25 oxycontin. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. A hundred. A hundred. A hundred a day. I mean. Not only he did so much that he went deaf. You understand that's crazy. that? That's, that's you, you ever, so see that, crazy. that fucking apparatus that he had connected to his head? Wow. Alex explained it to me. This is another Alex Jones thing. He's yeah. like, oh, but, but basically the way it works. He explained to me how if you do so much Oxycontin, like you literally can go deaf. Wow. He had his, his maid, I believe, buying them, and she got busted. Yeah. But this was during too, um, when, this was during the time where th- what they had was these pain management clinics yeah. in Florida. And these pain management clinics are – this was all exposed by the documentary The Oxycontin Express. Right. Um, and uh, what they would do is they would have these pain management clinics who go, oh, my fucking back is killing me, and they would go, oh, well, you need Oxycontin, and they'd write a prescription, and you literally go like right next door to where the bathroom is here, and right. you would walk in there, and that's the, the pharmacy, and the pharmacy only prescribes Oxycontin. Sounds lovely. It's bananas. And you would just get it, and then you would become uh, addicted. And yeah. Then you, yeah. I mean, this is the, a huge problem, and I know that... Uh, that family, the Sackler family, has kind of been ostracized from polite society now. Like people won't even take their donations for certain types of charities because they don't want to take, you know, the blood money. A lot of that is because of the woman I had on my podcast, yeah. Mariana Van Zeller. Yeah. Ma- Mariana, she was, uh, she was. Th- th- what was the network that she did that for? Was it on that Geo too? I don't believe it was. Oh, okay. I think it was something different. It was something different at the time. She has a new show that's amazing. It's called Traffic. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. This lady, she has titanic balls. If she was a man, yeah. they would they would be too big for her to walk. It was a show called Vanguard on Current TV. Current it, TV. 
Um, her new show called Traffic, she goes to Columbia where they make cocaine. Jeez. And she's there every step of the way. Not only is she there, but right. she hikes out, backpacks with them. And the new show's on Nat Geo, right? Dude, the new it's show crazy. exposes how the fucking LAPD, like rogue agents in the LAPD, are trafficking guns to the cartels in Mexico. Wow. Through LA. Because, you know, you can drive into Mexico with no inspection. You just drive. So, they don't give a fuck if you wow. drive in. So these guys were buying guns or, or st taking guns from like criminals right. and then selling them to the cartels. And she went with them the, every step of the way. She went with the, the people in Colombia. She showed them the chemists making the cocaine. See if you can get a video of this because it's fucking crazy. It's fucking nuts. You, you, did she? Is the video online? The video of the, the, car, the cocaine shit? Dude. It's so crazy. They, they're st stomping on this stuff. These are the coca leaves. They're making the cocaine. They pour like fucking gasoline. Those, there's her right there. There's Mariana. She's such a fucking courageous, boots on the ground journalist. And she hikes out with them. They carry these fucking backpacks filled with cocaine, like a million dollars worth of coke or three quarters of a million dollars worth of coke on their back. Right. And they're walking 18 hours through the fucking jungle because you can't afford to have it in a car. You'll get pulled over. People steal it. And so this they is such an interesting process, what they do, you know? That lady is so courageous. She's tough. Dude, you got to watch the show. Why it's, does she do incredible. this? Is she like a big cocaine addict? Or? Yeah, that's exactly what. <laughs> Can't she believe you're around. She no, she's a, she's a journalist. A can you hate? Journalist. Can you hate drugs though? If you're doing that, you got to be a little curious. Well, just get a little coke. She's got to go. She probably goes, goes. Give me a little taste. It's easier to hike out. You got to be a little curious if you're doing that. Imagine if she's yeah. You're like up she has hiking. big balls. I'm like she's a crackhead. <laughs> and she's freebasing cocaine all that. Yeah, she's out there doing coke. And good for hiking. her. Good yeah. for her. And, you know, the, you, you see also there's a lot of myths. Like you think that, like, the people that are growing the cocaine are the, like these, these evil cartels. No, they're right. farmers. Right. The people growing the coca leaves are just poor farmers. They need and to do it. They're out there in Colombia drying them on the side of the road. Like right. on the side of the road, they have, like, these blankets set out with right. coca leaves. And they're drying them out, and they sell them yeah. to the cartels. That's what, like, cartel. Vice used to be. Yes. Vice used to be that. Now Vice is like... Ru like running things where it's like pregnant women being discriminated against in MMA. And you're like, what? Right. But or veganism yeah, is uh, uh, racist. Yeah. But that's what Vice used to be when, yeah. when it was fucking awesome. You would, you would have little mini documentaries where people would go to like towns that were, you know, from like, you know, the, you know they go to Chernobyl or yeah, something. Yeah. They go to really cool places. Well, and Shane then, Smith. Yeah. He did all that shit. Yeah. He went to Chernobyl and they, they were fucking, they, they found these nuclear powered wolves. That were right. running around, right. <laughs> dude. Shit like that was great, and then Vice was amazing. And then it just went crazy. Well, they sold it they for sold a lot it. of money. Yeah, you know, it's and, unfortunate. And then it became, you know, yeah. they, they they became woke. Were you a Limbaugh fan at any point? Did no, you, no. But did you ever no. listen to him? Occasionally, like a little rage listen. Did he ever make you laugh? No, no. He really? Never made me laugh. No. He used to make me laugh. He'd go like, you go, you go. People say that I don't talk to working people, and then he'd go, I was on a jet the other day with Bill Parcells. He has a job. Like things like that would uh, make me laugh. He was funny. just a. But again, yeah, he supposedly did really bad stuff. He when gay people died with AIDS, he supposedly like mocked them uh, with a song or something, which is like I haven't heard the song. I don't know if it's good, but I guess it's it was. I, he did bad shit. He's not a moral paragon, but I mean. I don't know the dude. He leaned into being that kind of evil, kind of conservative, cigar smoking, you know, SUV driving, living in a castle in Wait a minute. Palm I Beach. I drove around an SUV and I'm smoking a cigar right uh -oh. now. Uh oh. What are you trying to say? But 
but he was he was also a big fat golfer, which you need you are not. I don't so he but but he was interesting. But like anyone that talks for that long, and you know, obviously there nobody's gonna love them no. forever. You're not gonna get love. It's not you know it, part of the program is if you talk for that long, you're gonna anger people. It's gonna. It's gonna anger them, but I, I always remember him as like a figure from my childhood, where he would like always be on the. And he would just my grandmother was a big liberal, hated him, and I'd put him on in the car, and she'd hate him. She got <laughs> shut it off. Well, that was AM radio was yeah. always conservative, just talk crotchety. Radio. Bob Grant, yes, These guys I remember were that guy. I remember were, Bob Grant. I used to listen yeah. to him in New York when I would, on my way to gigs. Yeah, and he'd be like, "Get off my phone," you know. Like these people were very to me. Just listening to this world of it was very funny to me. Like people would get emotional and angry and yell at each other, and I was driving around the suburbs. I'm like, this is kind of an interesting world because it's an interesting entrance point into culture. Is that there's a, a bunch of people that are fucking angry. My favorite was Phil Hendry. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. So Phil Hendry's brilliant. And for people don't yeah. know what Phil Hendry would do, Phil Hendry would play both sides. He would be one guy, he would be Phil Hendry, and then he'd be another guy, this ridiculous, outrageous a guest who would say things that are preposterous and not true, but it would also be Phil. He would use a voice machine, so he would alter his voice. Right. And then he would have callers, and yeah. the callers would call him, this guy's full of shit. Right. This guy's a liar. He was also doing he them. Would, he would, not always. Well, not always, but he would do, like, every now and then he would do, like, four or six voices in a bit, and yeah. it was amazing, and then people didn't know. Like, people were shocked when they found out that, like, he was <laughs> one guy having an argument with four people, and you're like, this is one guy. The lat level of talent's amazing. Oh, he was brilliant, and still is. Uh, he's, yeah. Is he's he still, still going. around? Is he still doing it? Uh, I mean, he's got a Twitter account. I'm looking him up. It's a tricky thing, because once people find out, then if everyone's in on the joke, the joke doesn't work. Right. Like, you, you have to have a bunch of rubes out there right. that don't understand what he's doing, or a bunch of people that have never listened before. Or can just appreciate it, at least, for mm -hmm. what it is. There he is, the Phil Hendry Show. I ran into him... Well, who are all those other people? Those Probably characters, characters that he plays? <laughs> is he is he a Boston guy or where is he? No, he's an LA guy, I believe. Yeah, he was on in LA. That's when I listened to him. But I I hung out with him. Uh, me and him and Stanhope did something together with um, a couple other people in I, I believe it was Montreal, some like interview show. And he was a lovely guy, like a really nice guy. Yeah, was well, supremely talented in a way that very yeah. few people are. And can do that. And he's really like, uh, he's gracious. Like when I say, yeah. I go, dude, I really love your show. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. it. I love what you're doing. I love the, the nonsense of right. it. I love the chaos yeah. that he creates. And amazing. He, and he got a giggle out of it. It's he's amazing. Like, he was happy. It is, because it, guys like, you know, Rush obviously had politics. So they would do three hours a day, but it's one topic. Yeah. But a guy like Phil is just different all the time. The amount of prep work that goes into that. The amount of ingenuity and imagination is crazy. Here's a good, here's a good point. Like, do you think that a guy like Rush is pure, meaning that these are his real opinions, or do you think that he finds a lane that he can be successful in? I think it's a bit of both. Do a lot of oxycontin and bang a lot of women, yeah, and 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 drive around in a Rolls Royce and smoke cigars and I just talk craziness. Probably a little bit of both because one starts to reinforce the other. That's right? a problem with characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we see that with comics. Right. Like Dice. It's a perfect right. example. Who right. I love. Right. Love Dice. Dice used to be Andrew Silverstein. And the Dice Man was one of the characters that he did. Right. And then he just became that guy. Yeah. Like, but that was the great character. That was the guy. But, right. but he yeah. became that guy. Yeah. He leaned into it. The yeah. same thing with Kinnison. Right. Right. Kinnison was a comic 
who became Sam Kinison when he became famous and he, he, he brilliant comic, Pentecostal preacher, crazy wild man, speaking in tongues, all that shit, tent revivals. And then when he became famous, he beca- and he talked about it openly that he became like known as being like this guy who could do insane drugs. So they would lay right. out a fucking line of coke as long as this table. And he'd snort it off. They'd be like, "It's him! It's right, him! Right. Lay the drugs out!" <laughs> yeah. And he would dr- lay him out and snort it yeah. all. And I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die!" His right. heart would be beating out of his yeah. chest. It's it's interesting. I think Rush start Rush started kind of like Alex. Rush started as a very like somewhat conspiratorial outside the mainstream voice on a small radio station and then i think he found the way to really make money was to take a side and stick with it yeah but and, that's the thing right it's like you yeah. find a way a place where you and that's it's difficult for all define, of us but don't you think that's difficult for all of us it's hard for everybody but when you find a place where you're successful it's like hard we, to yeah. we personally without naming names we've seen it in people yes like the right lures them in yes. and then they lean into it like yeah you're sure. right you're yes. right and then they yes. go into that and you see them change you see yes. like oh, you're not the same person who you yeah. were a year ago well it's the way you said it the best where it's like if that's how you get attention you keep getting attention that yes way. and i think with rush he 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 started to define this landscape where he became they're, the mainstream media in America is decidedly you know left leaning i mean obviously it's a it's a for profit commercial space capitalist space everything like that but left-leaning in 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 the optics uh and rush was kind of that conservative voice yes. on radio he was the insurgency so to speak uh against that popular culture and he defined that space kind of more than anybody uh and he was like you know he became this um grandfather of that type of conservative radio and all the people that didn't feel represented they finally had a guy and they would would give him so much love they loved him and they would drive around with him it's an interesting medium radio it's very personal because you're driving around a lot of times you're alone and a lot of times you're not happy and then you connect with this person on the radio who's there all the time so they're there every day at the same same thing as podcasts it is well podcast the evolved form of that but podcast people are more engaged as a listener because they got to seek it out they gotta but they still feel very but radio you would just turn the dial and then some guy's talking yeah it was wild yeah podcast the other thing about podcasts and this is a thing that i've been talking to spotify about as much as people hate the comment section of youtube I think it's important. Sure. And I think I, I, it's one of the reasons why I still have clips on YouTube was an imperative. It was uh, like it was one of the, the things that I wanted, period. I was like, you have to have clips. We have right. to have clips up available. Right. If you don't want to put the whole show on. And eventually, originally the whole show was going to be on YouTube. And then the prop, this is what happened. I'll tell everybody. When the Elon Musk episode happened, the first one I did when I got him to smoke weed, and then there's this viral moment. My manager said to Spotify, listen, you have to have video because they didn't want it to be on YouTube. And that was the deal breaker. I was like, it has to be on video. It has to. You have to have something, some video aspect of it. You have to. Th- that's where you get a viral moment. You don't get an audio viral moment. Right. You need video. You need to see Elon go. Hmm. You need right. to see that. You need right. to see that. And then they're like, you're right, let's let's do video. And then they got into video. And that's one of the reasons why there's so many hiccups in the transition between YouTube and what we're doing right now, where they're and I can't talk too much, but a lot of it is gonna improve. There's a lot of stuff that they're on the verge of releasing which will help a lot in terms of people having access to the video portion of the show. But 
you you gotta have comments. I think comments are important because it gives people the sense that they're they can talk about, they can talk shit, they they like they like to criticize, they like to pile sure. on, they like to yeah. have their own little thing. Yeah, and I think that's uh, it's an important part of the show. That's missing on talk radio. Right on well, talk radio, it they is. don't have that. It is missing on that. However, talk radio before the comment section was like this weird original comment section, where people would call up and right. then they'd have regular callers. So like, oh. you have the guys that have the top comment. Everyone's fighting to get that top comment or whatever. You had regular callers that would call in, and and Bob Grant. You know, there's one guy who was called Bob Grant. And he goes, you know, come on, get out with it. I know you want to talk about the Jews, you know, because <laughs> this was just an anti-Semitic guy who would just start from anywhere. He'd be like, you know, the Columbus Day Parade, Italian, you know, and then Here's eventually the problem just, with hot dogs. Yeah, would just go right to Jews. So Bob, so you'd have these regular crazy callers, and it was the beginning of like all of these weird things, like Reddit or any of these things, because like they would send Bob Grant and all these people. They would send them song parodies. Yeah. They would send them artwork. They would send them. It was just this weird. That's where everyone's like, where's this? All this male anger, where you know, it's like it was there. It's always male there. Anger. Yeah, whatever it is, it's like there's always frustrated people that are angry, you got to give them an outlet, and the outlet should be kind of funny. Isn't it interesting that, like, female versions of podcasts, when you come to, like, female anger, like, what are the top female podcasts? It's Guys We Fucked, right? Yeah. Or, well, then not, no, because they're on Lumosity. What's the other yeah, one? Call Luminary. Her Call Her Daddy. Call Her Daddy's, Daddy's the, big the big one. But now. what it is, that they're girls talking about, like, stuff that they would talk about if they were hanging out with their friends. Right. Where no one was listening, you know? Right, and right. And that is... It's not political, and it's right. it's not or murder. That's a big one. <laughs> they love they you know love they murder. Love? They love serial killer shows. They love murder, and they love those a uh, and e unsolved mysteries. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of women out there that are like, I hope someone cares enough about me to throw me in a trunk. That's not what it is. That's I think that's a lot. No, of No, they're is. vulnerable. Well, sure. There's part they of that. They want to understand what psychosexual m- thing. Sure. No, that's not what I'm saying. No, they want to understand the male violence. They don't, sure. they don't see the They don't have that aspect of their brain. Yes, but I also think some of them are like, hey, doesn't that sound nice? Well, the only female serial killer that's on record is that we know of is Eileen Wernos. Eileen Wernos. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, made that movie Monster. My friend Patty, uh, she directed that. Crazy. She made it. Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. It's amazing It's movie. about, and she would just kill Johns. Yeah. But yeah, only yeah, when yeah. they fucked with her, I think. No. No, she'd no. kill them all She's, the time. Okay. She fucking hated those guys. Well, she was abused and raped. And, I know, you know, but, you know, I don't know. That's a fucking. That shows you how good she's Charlene one, Theron is. She's too. great. Ooh. Charlize Theron. She well, isn't she Charlize the one that plays Theron all the Asian was, parts? People get mad. No, that's the Scarlett Johansson. Right. Thank you for that's correcting. How, you're gay. You don't care about these. I, I don't really care about these women. <laughs> I don't care about. I mean, I know who they are. I think no, they're good a actresses. Big difference. There's a big difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like following Scarlett Johansson's career. I do yeah. like when she plays an Asian, though. I think that's good. I don't think it was an Asian. I think she was playing a Caucasian in a role that was traditionally an Asian role. Well, I support whatever she wants to do. Me too. I think she should play Queen Latifah in a biopic. Whatever think, she wants. I don't think that's advised. I, I'm, I, I'm all for. I'm all for chaos and people getting mad. Didn't she back out of a, a movie where she was supposed to play a trans person? Yeah, she's always the one. True, it's always her that she's like, she's like always gonna play someone that she shouldn't play. It's always like Scarlett Johansson is gonna play Maya Angelou, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Everyone's like, "No," and then she comes out. She's like, "I just didn't realize the deep pain." <laughs> 
And I'm Scarlett like, own Johansson it. is Harry Tubman. Yeah, she's Harriet Tubman. Just go out and own it and be like, I am my Angelou. Fuck you if you can't see it. I'm the greatest actress that ever lived. Yeah, she's Stop Harriet Tubman, but they just CGI her to make her black. It's yeah. not blackface. Right. It's I'm, I'm all for it. It's, it's no different than it's Avatar. acting. It's acting. It's acting. Yeah. So, yeah, she's, uh, she's an interesting character. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, I think it's called Under the Skin. It's an indie uh, science fiction movie with Scarlett Johansson. I don't Johansson. think so. It's one of my favorite science fiction movies. It's really interesting. She plays an alien that uh, I, I just got to gotta remember the premise. An illegal alien? No, she's no, no, an no, actual no. Like alien. like an actual alien from another planet. And uh, fuck, she's, I forget what she does. Like she disguising herself as a human female an extraterrestrial drives yeah. around Scotland attempting to lure unsuspecting men into her van once there she seduces and sends them to another dimension where they're nothing more than meat that's kind of fucking cool it was a good movie that's pretty cool 63% like this movie and yeah 37% are just pussies it was a good movie it's weird it's a weird movie you gotta see it it's real weird under the skin TV series wait 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 back up back up to what you just had TV series leads to bidding wars Oh, there's a, show, a TV series based on it. I wonder if Scarlett Johansson is going to be in that too. See, the thing is, like, part of it, she's oddly beautiful, right? Like, she, like, look at that picture in the middle, the up top. It's yeah. very pretty. She's very pretty, but in a weird way, like an, an a, undeniably beautiful, but right. untraditional in some ways. Yeah, like exotic. You know? Yeah, kind of like, weird. Like, yeah. so like, like you would think she wouldn't buy in any bullshit. Right. Know? Yeah. Like pretty, but probably too she smart dates Colin for her Jost. own good. Uh, he's the writer on Saturday Night Live, right? Yeah. yeah. He's she, uh, she's married to him. Yeah, they're married. Yeah. We can update. Good dude. Yeah. Really good guy. You and like him? You know him? He's a really good guy. When I opened for him at Caroline's years ago, he gave me extra money. He's just a really oh, class cool. act, good guy, friendly guy. Dress is nice. Dress is nice. Good Beautiful dude. hair. Yeah. No, he's he's a good dude. and uh, He wins. He wins. He wins. He's like a Harvard guy. He he's won. just he's, he's killed it. He married Scarlett Johansson. He just killed it. In yeah. life, you know? Don't they have a baby together or something? I don't know them that well. Does she, have, <laughs> she has a baby, right? They might. Does she have a baby previous to him? Either I don't give a fuck about that. But here's the thing. Yeah, she I, might I, be pretending I, I like to be her. pregnant. I li- <laughs> She's pretending to have a baby. She's full of shit. Yeah, she is a mom. She's a mom. Uh, her child's Asian. I don't think that's true. But uh, I'm a fan. I, 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 like I, 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 I hey. I'm I'm available. But there was a movie wanna... that where she got in trouble. She wanted. She, she was. I was looking that up. Yeah. Was, uh, here. Yeah, here it is. Scarlett Johansson faced criticism for wanting to play a trans man in Rub and Tug. First of all, the name Rub alone. and Tug. Perfect. Uh, it was announced that Johansson wanted to play Dante Text Gill, a trans man who ran a massage parlor and prostitution ring in Pittsburgh in the 1970s and 80s. There was pushback uh, asserting that a trans actor should have a chance to play the part. Shut the fuck up. Find me a trans actor that everybody there, knows that's going yeah. to sell tickets the way Scarlett Johansson does. Like you gotta understand, there's a business involved in making. It's a good movies. point. That's a great point. It's, it's not just about look, and it doesn't invalidate her. She's an actress. Like if she plays a superhero, okay, when she plays Black Widow or whatever the fuck it is, right? She's not really a fucking superhero. She's what is not, it? or a spider. What is, the, what is the one? Is it Black Widow? Yeah, she's not really a fucking superhero, guys. Right. She's acting. Yeah. Like why can't a uh, a, a regular 
heterosexual woman play a trans man? Why? Why not? I don't know. I think people are people like, hey, give the trans person. But here's the thing: how many people though? Here's the thing. Of course. Who? And also, they got to make money, so they got like movies are cast. This is, and I just spoke to a big director recently, and I didn't even realize this. You dropping names? Movie, which he told me I was going to be in something. He told me I was going to be in something, and I submitted the audition, and I didn't get it. Okay, and 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 then I lost eighteen hundred dollars on AMC stock, and I thought I was going to retire. So, can someone call Dave Portnoy and ask for my money? Where's the line holding? I'm fucked now. He's busy sampling pizza. So uh, I talked to his director. He goes, "Listen, he goes, they, uh, he goes, they, they cast a movie based on box office numbers." Of course. I mean, it's like it's it's no one cares. Yeah, if you're doing a movie math. and you feel like you're the perfect person for the role, but Marky Mark wants that part, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. So I don't know who they're replacing me with. The Probably Rock. Amy Schumer. Probably The Rock. Amy Schumer. That's a little from me to The Rock. I think it's yeah. tough. For me no. to Amy Schumer, I think thirty yards. It's the same I don't actor. Think it's even thirty. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hollywood's, t- it's a tough thing. Listen, now it's even tougher, right? Who the fuck is going to go to a movie theater now? It's also the idea of like, represent- it's like if my grandparents and all the people that came to this country wanted to be fucking comedians or actors, we'd all be fucking dead. Thank God they had real jobs. You want more trans people to fucking post office. You don't want trans people, gay people, or anybody to throw their lives away on this crazy profession that works out for such a small percentage of people that try it. It's crazy. What is the percent? I mean- there's a better chance of being a professional comic. That's a small one too. Think yeah, about it's all, small, yeah, but it's at small. least it's self-actualized Cor- to a degree. Yes, to a degree. To a degree. Listen, if you're undeniable, if you're really yeah, funny, but how you many keep people? Going, are, some people think they're undeniable. Yeah, but that's wrong. But if you are literally are funny, <laughs> I mean, that's like fighters. Some guys think they can kick everyone's ass, and yeah, then they and find out. Wrong. Yeah. They find out. They meet Kamaru Usman. They get yeah, fucking brain damage. They got killed. Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of people out there that think they're the shit. But comedy is on. It's a. It's it's. It it at the end of the day, it really is something that, is, it, in a sense, it's pure. Sure. Because you know, I had this conversation with Ali Wong. She's like, "Do you think comedy is a meritocracy?" And I said, "I think it's one of the rare ones that really is." She goes, "I agree." Right. It's like it is. If you are up there and you make them laugh, like one of the things that's the saddest to me is watching people who are talented to a degree but lazy and they blame other extraneous outside forces and pressures for why they didn't make it in stand-up comedy i'm like man that's rarely the case look at joey diaz right you know look at look at there's a lot of people that are just they just don't fit any fucking mold but they're so undeniable that they make it yeah right so what what stops someone from achieving Success. Well, a lot of times it's a lack of introspection. It's a la- sure. lack of objectivity. It's a lack of looking at your act and saying, well, why aren't people showing up? Right. Why aren't people filling these clubs? Right. Why aren't people filling the theaters? Right. What, what's happening here? Well, I also think it's a tough It's a tough thing. you got to get into it at the, at the right time. you got to be ready to do it. you got to be ready. you got to have your vices in check. You gotta or have, not. Or not. Some, but... Or not, but here's, here's the big one. I yeah. think that's un, unrecognized that I think I've really zeroed in on. Yeah, it's community. Right. We support each other. If we don't support each we other, do. we don't. Yeah. We don't mean as much. Well, that's a hundred percent right. It means, so, but that's it's, one of the reasons why so many guys yeah. are thinking about coming out here to Austin. Yeah, because they know that we'll support them. I th- think it's still a tough thing to do, even with all that stuff, and you got to be ready to. 
go to war. Like you got to be ready to fight 100%. for ten years or however long it takes. At least twenty 10 years. years. Yeah, at least ten. Yeah. And it's a very it's a very tough thing to do. And but that's what makes it special. And all the things you said are important. But like, you you meet certain people and you go, that guy could have been really funny or that girl could have been really funny. But like, you know, they get off the train, they get married, they get sidetracked, they, they get children, lazy, and they have lives. Also, eh, some of them have lives. Some of them get lazy and they a don't lot write of them enough. Get lazy. They don't write enough. Yeah, a lot of them get lazy. They don't do enough. A sets. lot of them don't do uh, like a podcast or don't do like what I try to do. I try to do like a bunch of be funny on a bunch of different platforms, which saved my life because when the stage was taken away, I was like, okay, well, I have this podcast. Yeah, I can make these funny videos and we could do these things. And like, my God, I, I tried. Yeah, I, I need I, I need to create shit, and make shit. You know, so well, not just that. You also some need people to be aren't active. crazy enough, Joe. Some people aren't crazy enough. That's you got to be a little crazy. Well, they're not crazy enough in the right ways. Like right. sometimes they're crazy, but they're craziness blame everybody else way. Yeah, which is really dangerous. Right, it's really dangerous because you can get people that agree with you, and then yeah. it doesn't help you. Right. If you blame everybody else, the problem with that is there's no solution because right. everybody else is the problem. But right. if you look at yourself and you go, "How could I have maximized my impact?" I like what to have do I done both. Wrong? I like to do both. Like I like to work very hard and still blame others. That's not bad. I like to still be cynical and angry and blame everyone, but also work very hard. I like what you're saying. Those are it's very few people do that, but I don't want to lose my negativity and my ability to say fuck these people, but I also work very hard. But most yeah. people can't do both. Most people go, "Well, fuck it then." And I'm like, yeah. like I'll complain for a half hour, and then I go, "All right, I'm going to go do all the stuff I got to do." And people are like, "Really?" It's like, "Yeah, it's what I do." Well, that that fuck it then is a fucking dangerous perspective. It's dangerous, yeah, because it doesn't help you, and it's like you've you've encountered a puzzle, and you got to think about it like a boss in a video game. Like you hit yeah. that final level, and you can't figure out how to beat it, and you're like, it's yeah. not possible, right? But it is possible because other is. people have beaten it. Other people have done it. You know, like I had this conversation with my mom at one point in time where she was, <laughs> she was you know, she was saying like, uh, she was talking to me about comedy. It just seems so hard. Like I go, but but. You've seen professional comedians that you like, right? Right. They like, did it. Said, oh, yeah. I go, well, right. what, what do you think is the difference? Right. And she was like, I don't think you're funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that gave you the motivation you need. Uh, no, no. It was. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious because my mom is a, a wonderful person. Yeah. But she's, you know. It's not a job for everyone. My mom is, but my mom, this is the thing. It's yeah. like, my mom is not a supportive person in the sense that she's never right. said, you can do anything. Right. She's always been like, whoa, I don't know why you're doing that. But right. that was the case with martial arts. That was the it's, case with everything. And that's a lot of people's moms. But but yeah. it's not a bad thing because no. they worry about the odds of you being successful. I think the worst thing is a parent who goes, you can do everything. Cause that you, is worse. That's bad. That's worse. Because you can't. That is I mean, worse. the advice that my generation got was very like pie in the sky. It was like, you can do anything you want, follow your dreams. But it was like, there was no like, there was no next part of that, which is like, by the way, work, sacrifice, risk. You gotta be. You gotta tolerate levels of risk, right? You I think that's to. part of it with comedy. You gotta tolerate levels of risk. You gotta do something for a while, not earn money, hope it works out, and then you gotta. You gotta. You know, it's a little risky, and depending on where you are in your life, some people are better suited to do that than others. You also have to accept the grind, and some yeah. people they want a break. They want to. They want a point where they can. They cross the finish line and they're done. Can't. They made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it. And there, there's a real problem with comics who cross that finish line in terms of like they get on a television show, and then we used to see that at the store all the time. Right. People who were decent comics, 
but they would get sandwiched in between Jesselneck, Diaz, Shafir, right. me, right. and they would get stuck in the middle of that, and they would just eat shit, and they would right. be angry, and they'd be angry at the store. Right. And it's not the store. Yeah, it's it not their fault. It wasn't... You were dealing with us. You were in an assassin's lineup. And th look, there's a parallel in jujitsu, okay? Right. And the parallel in jujitsu is like... If you're in a gym where there's a bunch of white belts and blue belts and and you're a black belt, you go in there, you have what's called an easy roll. Like people don't know. They're not at your level and you can kind of tap everybody and you never get tapped. But then you'll go to like some fucking crazy gym where everybody's an assassin and you get handled. Right. And you get angry. Right. Those guys roll too hard. Right. They're going to get injured. They're this, they're that. But no, no, no. They're, they're willing to get injured. They're willing to fight and battle it out at a different level. They're willing to hit a certain right. RPMs that maybe you're not comfortable with because right. you can't do that every day if yeah. you have a life. If you have a life right. and a job and a career and a family and it's a hard. mortgage, it's you're, hard. you're not going to put in eight hours a day on the fucking mat. So I, I think, some guys yeah. are, and you can't be mad at them. Can't be mad at them. And if you go to the store, the store is ba basically doesn't exist anymore. But right. if you go to a place like what the store was a year ago. Seller or whatever. It's more the store, yeah. Because yeah. the cellar was really good. It's it's a really great club, but it wasn't the same sort of assassins lineup, right? right. The store, the, you would have like Chappelle would drop in or right. Attell would be there, but right. God damn it, there was nights at the store where you would look at the line, we would laugh like this it's is crazy. fucking crazy, it's like historic. It's yeah. Tuesday night, and it's this historic. is historic. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta be in that life. You gotta live that life. 100%. Yeah. You got to be in it 100%. And like that's why the kid I'm with is in it 100%. Like everybody That kid I'm worried about. Yeah, he's he's going to fail, but it's <laughs> I well, I you call him your opener. That's a problem. Well, he's an open he opens right now. I was someone's <laughs> open. I mean, this is what happens. You've called people your open. But like I want to be surrounded by people who are in it. Yes. I want to be surrounded by people that are like I want to get better every day. Yeah. And that's a thing. I and and that's important no matter what level you're at, I think to surround yourself with people who are like truly about getting better yeah and and so many people are not and they they look at but then you know you look at bill burr or Chappelle or you yes. or guys that just have so many hours of material out and have crafted hour after hour after hour after hour and you go fuck if i want to hang with those guys i gotta be a lot better and even people like you know uh, you know, you, you, you go go to the store and you, you look at some people that are, are not famous and they're amazing. It's like, yeah. in order to be at that level, it's you just got to keep working. Well, this is the thing about being famous. I think I have a responsibility when I find people who are very funny, who aren't famous, I want to get them famous. Right. And that, right. I really yeah. I really feel that. I, yeah. I, I have a pull. I, I, right. I, I don't know. I, I have a lot of responsibility in life. But I feel like I have a responsibility to this art form that's been very, yeah. very good to me. Right. And that's one of the thing, one of the reasons why I wanted to really set up shop here. Yeah. Because I felt like because of this podcast, because this podcast is a, a gigantic antenna. It's a gigantic broadcasting station. Yeah. It's like I can I can get the word out about people. Right. Well, and, you've always done that. You did that for me. You did it with a lot of people. You built the scene in L.A. kind of single handedly. Right. Well, I didn't build it. It was you already didn't build there. It, but you, but I, you just I, gave it a spotlight. I used what I had with the with the podcast, and I said, L "Let's jumpstart this motherfucker." Yeah, and yeah. I feel like I can do that here, and that's one of the things that I want to do. And I'm, yeah. I, I think about it all the time, man. Right. I'm, I'm like, my wife would be talking to me about furniture and shit. Right. And I'm thinking, like, I can build this motherfucker up. Yeah. I can make this place utopia. I can yeah. make this place a stand up haven. Yeah. I really. Yeah. Do. I'm, sure. That's like. 
one of my main goals in life right now is to just figure out a way to, as a person who's established in stand-up and, and, and financially established and, and secure, like you could just sit back and retire and relax in your laurels and just never work again. Or you can say, I can make a difference in this art form and then I can give a platform and, and make and create a place where people are safe. We can experiment. You can take chances. Like I used to take Ari Shafir on the road with me and I'd get him so high he'd forget what he was talking about. Right. And uh, he'd go, I'm too high. I can't go on stage. i go, dude, it doesn't matter. You can't get fired. Right. I said this to him. I go, you, good point. you're my friend. Right. I go, you never get fired. Right. I go, I want you to be free and free right. to fuck around. Right. Yeah. And this, and he's like, oh yeah. I go, yeah, you can never get fired. Yeah. Well, he's You'll been a little too fired. free in the last yeah. year, but <laughs> it's debatable. <laughs> but that's the thing about, that's the thing about giving people the space to be who they are. Yeah, of course. So you have to give them the space to make mistakes. Yes. And yes. I feel like you can establish that. In a in a, a in an environment like Austin that's not connected to Hollywood, yeah, because we were always there's a carrot that was dangled in front of us. You can get a sitcom, you can get a talk show, you you can be in movies, and that was always the carrot. And right. these comics sort of hoard themselves out to become a part of that. And there's a lot of good comics who became terrible talk show hosts and terrible movie actors, and t- yeah. and they whatever spark of brilliance that existed in their stand up comedy in the early days. That could have possibly led to something truly exceptional was extinguished, and it was extinguished by this idea that you could become a part of this system that was very controlled and very censored and very like you could only exist. You had to be left wing. You had to be progressive. You had to be, you know, you can't have any controversial opinions because if you did, people would come after you. Like you, you have yeah. this like weird little area but where, the, as a comic, like, yeah. a, like for a guy like you, that's yeah. not. It's not going to happen. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good that there's such a stifling of that. But then there's also like, listen, there's got to be shitty shows for people that want to watch them. So let a lot of those comics write shitty shows. Let actors do it. Let actors do it. Let whatever. Like to me, I'm like, hey, if that's the way you want to spend your life writing for whatever late night show, you know, fill in the blank, uh, you can do that. You have no... Some guys could have been... There's a lot of guys who could have gone if they were here or they were in Hollywood in the the late 90s. They could have gone down that road. Like there's the the brilliant guys of today, like uh, Schultz or Giannis Papas or a lot of these guys. They could have been seduced. I don't don't think they would have been. Right. Some guys of that level could have been seduced and drawn into the... And then it's like, hey, you're getting $100,000 an episode to be on some terrible... Yeah. fucking sitcom where they have yeah. laugh tracks <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, and there's no freedom there's oh no creative God, freedom death there's a there's there's a few of those shows that are still on the air and i watch them sometimes now yeah and it's but it's, they're they're for someone right those those shows are for people whose brains are broken my oxycontin addicts. that's a large portion of america so they have to have entertainment too like there's a lot like there's a lot of people out there that are not intellectually able to listen you talked about wine team for three hours they want to watch something <laughs> stupid and they want to watch the show you know let them have it you yeah know? well listen i'm not i'm not saying they should stop doing those shows right i mean listen man you should still make children's books yes you know you, that's 100 percent yeah, right you know it's 100 percent right modern art you know you want to go watch a, b- a bunch of right. fucking paint splatter on the wall yeah with a, a fucking. Uh, I feel like you and Austin is almost hilarious because it's almost like a crazy movie where you 
are teaching like blue haired uh, Antifa people to be comedians. Like, cause they're the, like, there's a lot of like really wild, far whacked out people here. And there's something hilarious about you. Like telling a, a, a fat activist that, <laughs> <laughs> that they should hold it down on the waffles and write more. Like there's something hilarious about you. Well, you could do both. You could do both. Yeah. But it's a, what it's, it's a, I've loved performing here. I love it, and uh, I, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with this it. This is gonna get crazy, Tim. Yeah, this and place we'll is gonna see. be crazy. No, no, it's 100. Oh, percent I, I, no, no, I think if it'll I get crazy. Stay yeah. alive. Yeah, if I can stay alive, it's yeah. gonna get crazy. Yeah, 100. percent I'm all in. Yeah, I'm, I got plans. You know, I'm excited. Plans. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm I told here you those plans. I'm You've excited. Seen pictures. I'm excited. We got some shit happening. It's going to be crazy. Well, I, I can't wait to announce all the things that we have happening. Yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's going to get buck wild. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. And yeah. Segura's already moved here. He's already bought a house here. A lot here. of people are opening Hinchcliffe clubs. moved here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cap City's reopening. Uh, Mark Grossman from Helium is involved yeah. in that. Yeah. All that stuff is very good, man. There's going to be a lot of different options for people that want to do yeah. comedy. And I'm going to help everybody yeah i'm i'm not about like just for me or my if i open a club my club i'm not about any of that i'm about let's let's go everybody come on down let's go i want to suck as many people into this vortex as possible that are funny yeah Yeah. and and, want to work hard yeah people that and and then the people that are thinking about it like you know I'm, i'm i'm struggling i'm doing open mic in kansas city it's not working out come on down right we can do this yeah we can absolutely. do this yeah absolutely we, this is a fucking wild place man yeah you know and this this place is a this weird spot where they used to be run by the comanches 150 years ago right you have to realize how nuts that is that's crazy yeah that's crazy 150 years ago like if you were a white person and you were walking <laughs> we were walking down the road here you would get shot with an arrow right well there's <laughs> a lot of people here that want that to be the case now <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people want to bring that commission. Uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I don't. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with New York and L.A. and when the quarantine's over and what like you know people are out there vaccinated. Things are better. Those, those cities I'd like to see get they back. Might not even have to get vaccinated. You see what the numbers yeah. on COVID are? They're low. Well, it's Biden became president. They're they, dropping. COVID was really excited about Biden and Harris. Yeah, yeah. They got dropped. Well, COVID's <laughs> over. <laughs> Yeah, I mean things are dropping, and you know we're ready to go back to work. Yeah, they've yeah. dropped by fifty. The cases have that's, dropped by fifty. That's suspect. No, stop yeah. being a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> it's fine. That's a little suspect. No, no, no. Yeah, that's. I'm not even a little worried. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm back out on the road, and you know. I'm getting back to doing these things, and hopefully these clubs start opening at a, at a larger capacity. My favorite people is you tweeted about this. The people yeah. that have never worked at these clubs Are literally yeah. don't work. Well, they they're and so, they're mad. Yeah. The people out there doing stand up. It's so crazy. You'd think if comedy, like you'd think if you went to be in finance and it didn't work, you'd quit and leave. But like there, it's like the idea of somebody just walking around Goldman Sachs complaining and going, "These people like." Just go away. But they're on Twitter and they're angry that they haven't built a fan base. They didn't work hard. They spent their time drinking, drugging, whatever they did. They just didn't take advantage of any opportunities. So they're participating in conversations that are meant for people that are actually earning a living at this thing. And they're not and never have. And they're still trying to participate in those conversations. So to me, it's like, fucking not be if I started talking to UFC fighters. Well, I don't actually think it's like... What the fuck? You yeah. have no 
yeah. place in this conversation. Well, they're allowed to have their opinions, but they need to understand that we understand where their opinions are coming from. Right. Their opinions are coming from, they don't, look, the, I, when I was 21 years old and I was an open micer, I remember wanting people to bomb and it's shameful. It's a shameful oh, You don't want them feeling. to bomb anymore? No. It's so fun. <laughs> are you crazy? I wanted people to bomb that were going on stage because I wanted to feel good about me. Dude, there's nothing better. Jealous. We had a guy in Long Island once that gave me and my friend a 25-minute discussion. He talked, literally like lectured us about how comedy worked. And then he went out and bombed horribly. And it was the greatest thing ever. And then he walked back in. He looked at us. And he went, they were good. And then he just walked out of the green room. Because the level of delusion <sighs> yeah. is just it's remember, enviable. There was a guy that I worked with back in the early days of my career. And uh, he was uh, the host of an open mic night. And I went up and you know I had a pretty decent set. But I, I guess I swore a lot. Right. And, he, and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, Joe fucking Rogan. <laughs> and he goes, can he say fuck enough? Jesus Christ. And so offstage, the guy pulls me aside and lectures me. Yeah. And he tells me, and he goes, he had this bit. And the, the bit had the word fuck in it. And he had to remove the word fuck because he realized that the word fuck was hampering his bit. And I said... I think the only way that bit works is if you say fuck right, right. there because it shows that you're actually angry. Right. And that's how people talk when they're right. really angry about things. And he goes, if you want to work, and he goes, you remove those words because those words are a problem. You're getting, yeah. you're getting laughs now? He goes, but you want to be a professional? He goes, right. this is not how you do it. And he was like, really? dicky to me and I, I, re I recognized at the time I mean he was one of those guys who would go on stage with like a gas station attendant jacket on right. you know those guys would do that yeah. with like the name tag on they would yes. wear the wacky character. Yeah. Hey, he was yeah. trying hard to be like a funny guy right. like, like striped socks on right. I'm wacky yeah and then I shouldn't have done this but years later right. when I became successful Killed his family. I was on <laughs> uh, a sitcom <laughs> Uh, I was working with him, and he was the host, and I was okay. a headliner. And I said, I want you to go on stage, and I want you to tell all those people about all these credits that I have that you don't. Right. <laughs> and then I want you to tell them how you gave me really terrible advice when I was an open micer and made oh, me feel God. bad. Go ahead, do that. Yeah. And he looked at me like this, like. Yeah. And I was like, that's what you did. I was That's an open crazy. micer. You made me feel shitty because you were bombing. You right. were, your, your life was awful. Right. And you didn't like the fact that you were this like mediocre, like middling yeah. sort of s local stand-up comic. Yeah. And, that and you guy, were suppressing yeah. all these other voices. And that guy now is Bill de Blasio. So you he's, see he's, how he, it he all works out. He became a radio DJ in Did the middle really? of nowhere. Yeah, it was really weird. But he, he literally said to me, I said, I go, but the guys that I've always liked are, are dirty. Right. I go, the guys that I've always liked have been like Sam Kinison and yeah. Dice Clay. He goes, you're not Kinison. You're not Dice. This is what he said yeah. to me. And I was like, but but they weren't Dice. Yeah. They weren't Kinison when they first started. Right. And he's like, all right, you don't want to yeah. listen? You don't want to listen? Yeah. Fine. Right. And it was a real shitty the moment. The Patrice doc is coming out on Comedy Central, uh, and I, I want to watch that. And I haven't watched anything on Comedy Central in 10 years and, never, and probably won't again after this. But that's a guy that you knew. I loved him. Yeah, and he that doc. I mean, he's like for for the guys that I am around and the New York guys that we kind of came up. He's just our idea of like what a, a true pure comic genius is, like a guy that doesn't give a fuck. And well, he really stated his opinions. Right. He he didn't he didn't he didn't compromise his opinions to make people like him. He said things that you would agree with if you were alone with him having dinner and you would laugh. Right. 
and then he did that in front of giant groups of people. Yeah. And they would, like, some people are like, whoa, what? He'd be like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and he didn't. He yeah. was free, but he also didn't give a fuck about his health, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, yeah. And he was diabetic, and yeah. he didn't take care of himself, and yeah. now he's gone, but he, he left behind a legacy of purity. Yeah. You know, and there's... There's room for these wild people. And this is the love that I have for Joey Diaz, right? Like right. this is this this purity. And for Joey, like watching him struggle with like people suppressing him and I had an agent at one point in time that told me not to take him on the road with me. And like it's it's really bad for your career. This guy is he's he's not talented. I'm like I go you're crazy. I go, you're, I've been doing comedy for 11 years. This guy's the funniest person I've ever met in my life. He makes me laugh harder than anybody. I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, I'm not listening to you. Like, I had this conversation with a, a former agent that I had, and he experienced that every step of the way because he was the guy that made everyone laugh in, in the green room. And he would go on stage, and it, it, he would, in the beginning, like, people had a hard time figuring out who he was. And then somewhere along the line, he didn't give a fuck anymore. He thought he was going to get a sitcom right. or a movie, and he was like tentative at first. And then there was some something clicked in Joey. It was like in the late '90s where he went from being a guy who had like really inconsistent performances on stage to being a guy where the comics would go to the back of the room and sit down and watch when he would go on stage. Right. Yeah. And it was just he didn't give a fuck anymore. He figured out he figured out what what made people love him when he was younger. Right. When he was doing comedy to prisoners, literally right. when he was in jail. Right. He would they would go Coco get on stage, yeah, yeah. and he would go on stage in prison right. and make everybody laugh. Right. And he figured it's out crazy. how to do that in front of all of us. And yeah. then he became and, and I realized as a person who was when I met Joey, I was on news radio, and then you know the Fear Factor days. I'm like. I'm going to champion him. I'm going right. to, I'm going to like, this is what I like. I like right. wild people. Right. Like I want, I want is, and this is as wild as it gets. I'm like, right. I need to get this guy in front of as many people as I can. Right. And tell right. them. Yeah. Because this is what comedy, comedy is not always what you like. It's what's like, there's a lot of people out there that love a lot of comics. Like you, you're allowed. It's like music. Like I'm not a jazz fan, but I get that people love it. Right. You know, people that I'm friends with love. Alonzo right. Bowden, he does jazz tours. Right. I love Alonzo. I don't right. get it. I listen right. to it. It's like make a bunch right. of fucking noise. Right, right. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people okay. love it. Yeah. They love it. You're allowed to love that. Right. You're allowed to love uh, fucking Reese Witherspoon movies. You're allowed to. Right. Yeah, well, I love yeah, you're I'm allowed. Kidding. She's great. She's very talented. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're allowed to love wild shit. Too. Yeah, yeah. We don't live that long, Tim Dillon. Yeah, that's we a don't. good point. I'm I would like to see a, a, a romantic comedy with Reese Witherspoon and Joey Diaz. Oh, I'm allowed to want yeah. that, too. Where she just wants coke and dick. Yeah, I'm allowed to wa want to watch a, a Jersey <laughs> love story between Joey Diaz and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> and Scarlett Johansson can play yeah. Joey Diaz. She can play an alien. Yeah. Like becomes Joey Diaz. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's a it's just there's there's room for everybody. And I think that one of the things that's important is like it's important to to be able to criticize things that you don't like cuz there's parts of it that are valid, but then it's important to just like so go who cares? Right. Like, it's okay. There's it's there's, okay. there's got to be a give and a take and, it, and and people I think and I think this is it, it, the Trump era is over. People are now going to start I think hopefully chilling out. I think yes. it's common. I really do think it's common, whether people want to admit it or not. And I think people are just going to realize that, like, as you said, life is too short to fight with everybody all the time about everything. 
Like yeah. it's just too, we got to get away from the politics and get into like something that's a little more important. For sure. You know? For sure. For sure. That's, I, I think people like you are very important. And yeah. I, know well, I appreciate right, that. You're right here, but I'm going to say this yeah. to your face. It's like yeah. you, you have this ability to mock everything constantly. And I think that's yeah. it's critical because there's one of the saddest things is these comedians that have become like serious political commentators with no sense of self-deprecation. No sense. I mean, they want to be taken seriously. It's, it's absurd <laughs> and it's scary. I mean, but it's it's understandable. Yeah, it's understandable. I think at a certain point, people just get sick of. Uh, you know, whatever, wherever they're at, they're like, I want to do something else. And they're like, hey, this is the route to getting attention and this is the route to being important. I want to be, uh, I want to write, you know, when Chelsea Handler was tweeting about espionage, I was like, was she? She was tweeting about like Russia Gate at one point, like Trump being a Russian asset. And I'm like, but did she ever like apologize no. for being. Incorrect? But it's also like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you've never read a book about the CIA or the FSB or the KGB. You don't know what you're saying. You're talking. You're just spouting off. So to me, it's like I, and I've read books on those things and I still know it's hard to know what the fuck's going on in that world. So the fact that you have written books about like whatever, and they're funny books about fucking midgets and shitting yourself, that's great. But then to, <laughs> then to go and say, and by the way, here's also my take on uh, uh, counterintelligence. I, I say this is a little wacky. It's a little wild. You're out of your depth. You're right. out of your depth. But being a famous person is intoxicating. Yes. Right? And, yes. And other people call upon you. They want to find out what your opinions are on things. Yeah. But, you know, do you got to tell them I don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. I'll, you know, you got to tell hard them. It's hard because like, you're like, oh, yeah, they want to know my opinions. I must be important. Well, John Mulaney did this thing on SNL that was really, really funny. And he did this thing where he's like, oh, old white guy's going to win no matter what happens. And then people were like... Fuck you! And then he had to come out and go. Oh yeah, 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 I get it. I'm not for Trump, but he was making a deeper point. Uh, he was illustrating a larger truth that was funny, and he fucking like had to then come back and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I actually. So it's like with the it's like with the Weinstein joke. It's like I'm not gonna explain the jokes. So it's like you can be offended or you can not be offended. But at the at the end of the day, it's like I I don't going to explain the joke to you. Yeah. You either you can get on board or not be on board. You don't have to like me. It doesn't matter to me. It's my job to make fun of shit. Yeah. And if you want a society where all it's only the targets that you approve, you sound a lot like those people on the left that you criticize. Yeah. So and well, uh, that's or the on problem. the right. Whoever yeah, they're all everybody. sensitive. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Yeah. It's it's an apolitical problem. Yeah. I I like John Mulaney. I've met him a couple of times. Yeah. He's a very nice guy and I think he's a very talented comic. Yeah. But when I, I secretly when he not even secretly when yeah. when he uh you know he had his problems with uh, coke and booze yeah. I went, "Oh, okay, he's normal." Yeah. This yeah. part of me that well, was like, "He's one of us." Yeah, he I struggles. Yeah, he's got well, things. He's also he's got again, he's leaning into love. As much as Rush Limbaugh, right? Not in the same way, not in right. a hateful way, right. but he's you know he's this he's not being right. clean about he's, yeah about yeah. the demons right right yeah well that's not when is yeah. Jerry Seinfeld gonna come out yeah when, when is he I don't gonna, I when don't is he know. gonna be fucking doing bath salts and I don't yeah punching I, people I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know doing them out in the Hamptons 
But I you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's the same thing. When like, someone's that tightly wound or put together, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. I, I get nervous. There's a lot, yeah. I get nervous. I'm a lot more comfortable with people that kind of let it hang out a little bit. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but I appreciate the, like, I look at those guys, they're kind of like CIA agents, where it's like, they are very curated images, and there's something yes. I, 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 um, uh, respect i don't know if it's the right word but like it fascinates me fascinates that i watch it we yeah. know people listen there's a lot of people who are out there that are whether they're i don't know if it's living a lie or living like there's a lot of people that are just not letting their full self be known yeah and that's okay that's a choice because a lot of people go i don't want to get famous as me i want to get famous as this version of me and i'm gonna make it up well there's also things like pressure from your family of course pressure from you know when i was a kid is it weird confession but it's true um i used to be really uncomfortable with girls that i was dating that came from healthy families <laughs> right right i wanted girls from single moms i wanted yeah. girls from divorced families not that i wanted them but they made sense to me right like when i would uh, date a girl and she had like a, a really healthy yeah. mother and father and they were still together and they were dating since high school i'm like ugh. Right. They're gonna hate me. You wanted someone who could have your experience, had similar experiences to you. Well, alternative, you know, like chaos. Like uh, when I was twenty one, I, I had this girlfriend that um, she had. Her dad was a doctor, and he really had a really hard time with me being a comic. Right. But, as I was, fit, I was, I was right. just starting out. Right. And and he was like, "What are the odds that he makes it?" That was right. what she said. I'm like, "We're twenty one. Right. Do you not understand? Right. Like." <laughs> Right, like, but that's yeah. I mean, those are those. Uh, some parents are really. It's a tough, you it's know. It's tough because you know his idea was like you got to be able to pay your water bill, right? You know, he's and not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. You, you do have to be able to pay, but you also you don't want to wish that you were a baseball player and just sell insurance forever and just watch baseball and just dream and wish. You know, it's right? Like you but you also don't want to. You don't want to go around your neighborhood going, "I'm a baseball player," and everyone goes, "No, you're not. <laughs> Are you out of your mind?" No, you go, "Yeah, I'm too. a baseball player, and I'm in a Facebook, uh, uh, baseball well, Facebook a group. That's a liar. and I have opinions yeah. about when we open the, the the you know the stadiums back up. It's or like, I'm a comic. Yeah, and then you're like, "Well, where do you work? Well, yeah. I worked at the comedy store. Like, okay." I don't know you. How right. do you work at the comedy store? Right. Like, oh, I did a spot in the belly room. Oh, you did a bringer show in the well, belly I, room. Yeah. That like a, right. a homeless person You get do. found out. My favorite thing is from Long Island where I grew up, people's credits were physical places. Like they would go, you've seen this guy in Atlantic City. Please bring up whoever. Like yeah. He opened for- yeah, or, or they just go, Borgata. You know this guy from Borgata. And they bring him up. So it's like Long Island had the saddest credits- of any place I've ever, it would be a guy who was brought up and they go, he runs a show every, you know, every Tuesday night at Ravioli's on Route 110. Please bring up this guy. And then he'd get up and it would just be, you know, it'd be tough. But Did you, were you around with Jimmy's Comedy Alley? No, no. I started in like 2011. Oh. Yeah. What the hell when, is Jimmy's the, Comedy Alley? You ever heard of it? No. No. It was in. Is that um, like, I'm sure there's, there's, Long Island had like 20 clubs. It was a point. bowling alley. That became a comedy club in, God, when I was there, it was 92, 93, yeah. somewhere around there. And there was this dude, I wish I could remember his last name. His name was Keith. And he was really funny, man. It was like he had potential, but he fell into this kind Keith of- Keith Anthony. Yes. Keith Anthony is one of the best out of Long Island. 
and he he fell into this Bill Hicks thing. Yeah, he drove all the way to California in a Cadillac with no roof, yeah. but it didn't have no roof like it was a convertible. Right, like someone sawed the roof off of an old Cadillac. Oh, interesting. And he drove there in the rain. He gave me great advice though. What he, he told say? me, he said, "Move to New York City." He goes, if you don't move to New York City, he goes, everything you do is a joke. He goes, in Long Island, nothing will ever matter. He goes, if you want to make it at this, move to the city. And he goes, comics get seen in classes, so you'll come up with other funny people. And he goes, you got to be in the city. That's And I was going to go kind of anyway, but he really made me like move much sooner. And he was like, this is how you do it. So I'm forever grateful to him. And he's a beast of a funny guy. I was grateful. Where is he? I think in Long Island. He came up with me. Yeah, no, yeah. he was on like a list of like top eight comics to watch in like the nineties or something. Yeah, I met him in ninety two. Yeah, I met him at Jimmy's Comedy Alley. Okay, and the lady that I think it was in Queens. Google that. It was a it was a literal bowling alley in Queens that my my manager Jeff, his friend, ran, and she was the manager of of him of Keith. Right. And uh, I remember seeing him, and I'm like, oh, this guy's, like, daring. He's risk-taking. They were like, We oh, became yeah. friends, and then um, I came out to L.A. in 94, and he came out shortly after, maybe 95. And uh, I didn't was- It just didn't work. It's tough. <sighs> I was on stage. I mean, I was in the back of the room, rather, and I, I, I did my set, and he was on, and then um, he was on stage, and- he was saying something, and someone just fucking called him out, man. Some guy just yelled out, what are you saying is bullshit? Like, yeah. what, you're just trying to be cool. Right. And it was this weird moment, you know? And yeah. I, and I was like, and he, I, I didn't see him around after that. I don't know if it contributed to it or if it was one of those things where he just decided L.A. is just too full of shit. It's right. too industry. Right. Because he was like this sort of avant-garde like yeah he got read a lot and he wanted his comedy to mean something which was interesting about that he would do really well in long island because those audiences aren't the smartest people but he would really always do really well well he did really well when i saw him yeah because he was very funny i mean there was a lot of those guys he was i think the most you know like as you said like uh intellectual yeah. of the group of people that it, were doing it. It wasn't just funny. It was right. funny, but it, like he had like he was d- meaning yeah. in yeah. what he was trying to do. It, that is a that Long Island is kind of like a pit that you can fall into if you don't stay out. And like he's, I, is he still in Long Island? I don't know if he's still doing stand up. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, but I, every time I saw the guy, he would crush. He was a very nice guy. He was intense, but very nice. Yeah. And I agree. would give good advice and was very intense. And um, well, would we, you know was a cool dude. In we ge- were in general. the same class, so we, like he didn't give me any advice, but we were always cool with each other. Right. We were always friendly. I always asked him. I said, "What like what differentiates the guys who like figure it out?" And he goes, "You got to get out of here." I'm like, yeah, "Okay, you're right." Like he was just That's like sort of true, but sort of not. Well, it was the baseline. It was the yeah. least you had to do was go to New York, right? The least you had to do was go to a city. You're not going to make it from Long Island. Well, you can, but what you have to do is be autonomous. You have to be someone who's not connected to the local scene. We mean well, that sure. you don't do local comedy. Right. You don't do comedy for them. You Which do is, comedy for you. Yeah, but still, you have to have a platform and that was new york like new york had yeah. all the hot clubs it had all the good agents and managers and bookers and all the bullshit like you had to get known there which i was trying to do but like you needed he, both yeah it's good to do both but all the people i know who started out in long island fell into that hole is he around 
Let's call him. <laughs> he stormed the Capitol last week, probably. No. <laughs> he was here, right? Yeah, he's got yeah, horns on. He's in the Capitol. Mask. But he was a really funny dude. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of the people that I started funny. with in Long Island just stayed there. They got passed at a club, oh, and they right. never. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find like a Twitter and see what is this? It's it. like a podcast he did. It's That's really Carrie Kravis, who's funny. She's out of Long Island too. Matt Burke is a funny guy from Long Island. That's him on the right. Yeah. Wow. What did he look like when you knew him? Like a younger version of that guy. <laughs> yeah. And so he's still out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. He had a show last year, so like, I, I don't know if he's done shows during the pandemic, but I've been trying to find. He was a good dude, though. He's yeah, always nice to guy. me. Always nice to me, and I, I, I admired him. I admired what he was doing. And again, you know, we're talking about '94. I was 27 years old. He was probably similar age. You know, yeah. it's like sometimes people they, you know, they want to be Jack Kerouac. They want to be right. Bill Hicks. They want to be this. And they try to figure out how what's the way to be. And there's a few others that weren't nearly as successful as him that I, I could name, but I don't want to be cruel. That they just want to be artists, and instead they want to like sort of mimic. And like a lot of us mimic people in the beginning that you think like this is what this is what Dave Attell sounds like. Right. He's a comedian. I want to be a comedian too. Right. And you sort of fall into this trap of mimicking people that you idolize. And they, you know, whether it's uh, I- idealistically, stylistically, whether it's uh, ideologically, like right. you want, you want to be someone who has the same impact on the audience that other yes. people have had an impact on you. And it's hard to just be yourself. Like there's these weird fo- gauntlets that you have to run. There's weird obstacles that you have to get over. And I think this is probably true in any art form, whether it's in singing in music or even painting anything like you have to find out who you are and a lot of times in the beginning you're just faking it you're just mimicking you're mimicking other people with your own ideas but you're mimicking like how would lenny right. bruce talk about this subject yeah well you i know. think that's that's true and i think that like it's a long journey to figuring out how to be comfortable as yourself, not only on li- in life, but then you have to do it on stage in front of hundreds or thousands of people. That's crazy, yeah. right? So how many people are comfortable being themselves on earth? That's yeah. Many people are not comfortable being themselves at Geico. So the idea that they're going to do it in front of a room full of people is tough. Fahim talked about that on the podcast yeah. last week. He said, I, I had to figure out how to, how to get comfortable being observed. Interesting. And he was talking about being at Starbucks, putting cream and sugar in his coffee and worrying that there's a bunch of people waiting. He's like, I can take the time to put the cream. It's it's just like, it's a normal thing. Right. I can't be worried about this. Right. This is normal. I'm allowed right. to do this. Right. And there's like this really interesting observation because he's like, this thing of like, oh, just get, uh, get out of here. You know, like we all have this worry that right. people are sitting here going, the fuck, this guy's taking so much time with the cream. Uh, see, I'm such a different person. I just stand there with the cream. I yell at the people. I'm like, do you have chocolate milk? I want to make a mo-. I'm such a different. I'm like, I can't even relate. I'm trying in my head to relate to that. And I'm like, I guess this is why I've kicked off Airbnb and I'm being posted about in Facebook groups. But exactly. God, if I never thought about the people behind me at the Starbucks line. Do you don't have any empathy for the people behind you? No. <laughs> No. That's why you cut the line at Whataburger. Listen, man, you got to live. There was an opening. You took it. Survival. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fahim's a better person than me. I, you know, but it You're is cool what it is. You're admitting that, though? Yeah. Mm. Do you what, do I be- sell, what do I sell tickets to my shows? Go, come see Gandhi? 
the fuck's what's that about? No. Come see the Dalai Lama. Yeah, come see the Dalai Lama. Come learn moral lessons with Tim Dillon. It's crazy. I'm not doing anything super horrible. No. I'm just, you know, listen. Why are you comfortable with that though? What? That. I'm not doing anything super horrible. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to be like I am the greatest person that's ever lived, which is why I get up on stage and demand 300 people pay attention to me every night because I'm selfless. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Because right? I'm a selfless, altruistic person. I want everyone to pay attention to what I'm saying because I'm goofing. And I'm not even saying anything that important. I'm goofing around in a tent. Yeah. And I want you to watch me because I'm a selfless human being whose heart is full of love. No, that's fake. Mm. I hate that shit. That you got to be... You can is... be a good person. I'm good to my friends. And, and people I respect and my family and whatever. And I'm good to other people too. I'm not a bad person. But I admit that like everyone else, I have piece of shit tendencies and qualities. <laughs> and I admit that. And then supposedly now you're supposed to lie about that. No. So people respect you more. It's fucking crazy. But that doesn't work. If doesn't you lie work. about it, nobody buys into that. They, they like the fact that you admit it. Yeah. I mean, I had a feud with my aunt. On my show, where I just called out my fucking aunt. For what? What'd she do? She commented on my Instagram and no. said, Yeah, said some shit about, like, oh, you don't respect your grandfather's legacy. So I just went at her for 25 minutes on my podcast. Yeah, and I just fucking aired out Dirty Laundry. I got in a big fight with her on the fucking podcast. I just screamed. And it's like. Did you ever have her call in? No, she would too. She's a <laughs> QAnon retard. She's like on Facebook. I mean, her fucking whole life's over. Trump, Trump's her boyfriend. <laughs> Her what boyfriend was, Trump got thrown out. She's in trouble. What was the problem with the grandfather's legacy? She's like, you don't even think about your grandfather's legacy because you know the shit I say and the way I act. And I'm like, you know, what is, what is your grandfather's legacy? Well, he was like, he was like a family man and everything like that. And I'm like a fucking wild nut. But <laughs> so I'm, I just went at her on my show for 25 minutes. Wait a minute. So your comedy because you're crazy and saying wild shit yeah. for, for laughs. Yeah. She was mad at that. She doesn't like it. Is is that really tr the case, or is she just upset that you're getting a lot of attention? Well, I don't know what upsets her, but I think it's maybe maybe a combination of both. But I just kind of went at her on the show with 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 without worry about like you know what I just it's my job to kind of be honest in that time. Did you mention her by name? Not her last name, but <laughs> you know. But I mean, it, she commented on your fucking Instagram though. She started. She started. So again, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes you have to get in fucking things. It's like. You ever talk to her after? The no, I don't. It's going to be bad now. If I go to like family party. No, it'll be bad. It was a brutal, brutal takedown of her because she's a horrible person. But she also <laughs> doesn't like me. She what? doesn't think I'm a good person. So the only thing so she that's said, okay. We're all okay. You're disrespecting your grandfather's legacy. Yeah, something like that. And then I went out and just told everyone her fucking, you know, you're a fucking cunt and here's why. <laughs> and I listed the reasons why. What are the reasons? Well, you know, she's just a problem. Like, you know, she's never worked. It's a whole thing. I mean, she's never I, worked? Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she's full of shit. I just, I don't want to go through it again because I don't want to like, you know. Well, I, again, I've never heard it. I know, but I've been asked by my family to kind of keep it, you know. What but I mean members she's my dad was like okay just we get it you had to you did what you sister? had to do yeah Your my dad's dad sister. sister and we just got in a thing i'm willing to put it behind me but you know like she faked a drug overdose for example <laughs> once she pretended to overdose on drugs so i brought that up i brought that up. like i bring things up right i brought that up 
I brought that up. Uh, I brought that how up. She, how does one do that? She, you pretend to like pass out and you go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, ta- I brought that up. I brought that up. How am I not going to bring that up? You have to. How would I not bring that up? Glass houses. How would I not bring that up? Don't so, throw rocks. Whatever. My whole thing is this. Listen, we're paid to kind of be honest and bring put ourselves out there and yes. you know you can't always be concerned what people are going to think yeah no you, you know can't. you can't otherwise you don't get anything done you know, right. comedy without victims can be very boring yeah i mean it's just what it is it's like you know listen i get you know that you know i'm not going to get a nobel prize you might the way shit's going, I might. But I, I, I'm completely <laughs> comfortable. Trump with get a prize? Not, yeah. I mean, that's nominated. perfect. You got nominated. You got nominated. Which one? For the Nobel Prize. But. Peace, right? The peace one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. yeah. Maybe. So I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm not. I'm not in this to get a Nobel Prize. Me neither. Yeah, and that's that the problem. Seems like a problem because a lot of people now are kind of in it. To I don't get even a Nobel want prize. an award. Have you got any awards? No. I've got <laughs> an award. No. Okay, no. You can get awards. No, they're yeah. not going to get. I mean, you know who knows. I mean, listen, there's cool awards, but yeah, I mean, I'm more focused on like the award. idea that I can make a living at this is great. That's awards, the reward. Awards for art are weird. They're strange. They're weird. But they're cool when they meant something. Like back in the, you know, move when it was like 1995, and the the nominees were like Casino, Leaving Las Vegas, Apollo 13, like all these. Like you're like, oh fuck, these are yeah. all good. Oh, yeah. Now it's like horror. I Heart Radio. Yeah, now it's like a horror. Yeah. It's yeah. like the movies are like it's like insane. It's like. You haven't seen half of them. Half of them are like the the webbies. Yeah, the webby. The, the people come out and they start, you know, giving a political speech and just they're like, you know, not, it doesn't affect anyone. They're like, there's you know, we're fifty percent, fifty percent of the grips on this set were women. Everyone's like, oh, okay, oh it's yeah. good. I mean, no one, you know, why is that good? Who cares? You know, I mean, it's just one it of should those be things. open for everybody. Remember when Meryl Streep came out and was like. Mixed martial arts are not arts. Yeah, it's not the arts. She was going yeah. right at you. Yeah, she just not doesn't you, understand. It is an art. She it's was a great artist. actress and the, one of the greatest ones, but now you see her, it's like, it's goofy. She's like, got to stop. But she doesn't understand when she said that, what she's saying. What she's saying is that like my version of art is the only version of art. Right. What I think is art is art because this is how I define it. Right. Martial arts are an art form it's just an art form that's brutal and violent and it's only really truly appreciated by people that understand and or practice that art form right but when i see someone head kick somebody it's beautiful what do you i know that sounds what do you think about cobra kai do you think it's (laughs) do you think it's legit i like the show it's stupid at the end though i didn't season one's great don't don't ruin it all right i'm only on season two all right well in season three lizzo runs a dojo no Lizzo has a dojo. She's like, y'all want to learn karate? It's rough. <laughs> but you have to eat only vegetables. I love how they wrote an article in the LA Times. They're like, Cobra Kai's too white. It's like, it's a movie. It's like they were in a movie. Did they really say that? Yeah, it was uh, an article. The, white, the whiteness of Cobra keep Kai. Keep going, please. Keep writing all those stupid articles. That's Eventually, crazy. people are going to realize that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What, what matters is if you stop someone from doing something because of their color. It doesn't matter that people do it because... Like if, if if a certain percentage of people do it, and they happen to be whatever, gay, straight, black, right. white, Asian, that's 
irrelevant. It's whether or not they're being inhibited, whether or not they're being prevented from yeah. doing it, whether there's a barrier, whether someone gets it like, hey, you can't do this because you're gay. Right. That's one of the beautiful things about comedy is there's no barrier to entry. Right. No one cares. You can do it no you, matter what. Podcasting do, too. Yeah. Do you kill? Do right. you kill? Right. Well, even podcast, like podcasting is interesting, right? Because it's there's zero barrier and no one has to even be listening and you still do it. Like, if you just decided right. to do a podcast every week and it, it was terrible, no one's going to stop you. Right. You can just keep going. Right. And there's a lot of people out there doing that right now. There's yeah. a lot of people that I know of that have been doing podcasting for a decade, and they're awful, and no one cares. Amazing. And they'll get a few thousand views or listens. Wow. Or, but they're terrible, and they Amazing. just keep doing it, and this is part of their identity. Right. It's like, do you remember those guys that were open micers that have been doing comedy for 20 years, and yeah. they were still open micers? Right. And you would go, I don't understand. Like, but why? it's what they are. They just, they just showed up, and it was okay. It's, it's like sad. Part, but it's also part of what they enjoyed doing. Right. They, like Monday night, they would show up. They would put their name on the list, and they would go up last. And then they kept right. doing it. Yeah. There's a guy, Robert William Appervire at the Comedy Store, who was like this. Uh, he was a lawyer who kind of went crazy, and uh, he was like semi homeless, and he would show up at the Comedy Store every week. And yeah, every week he would go on really late at night, and every week he would like have these like kind of funny, sort of witty one-liners, and right. that was his realm, you know. And he got a he got like some sort of a juice, some sort of charge out of performing, you know. Even though he never right. became a professional in the sense he never got paid, and yeah, but he was always there, you know. There was a guy that used to get up and just scream scream about his wife and just he threw his phone once in a bit and it broke his phone and he just but this is like that's what he wanted to do there was a guy in new york city who would get up on stage and he would do all these crazy anti-semitic conspiracy theories and then he would go in the back of the room and his daughter called him he's like i'll help you with your homework when i get home sweetie we were like well at least he's a good father you know, so there's an anti Semitic conspiracy. Yeah, he would just get up and be like, the Jews, the Jews. We all thought it was hilarious. On stage? Oh, yeah, we thought it was so funny. Because it was an open mic, right? So we all thought it was so funny because he was crazy. So we thought it was funny. And then, but he, apparently, he was a loving father. So that's the thing. Complexity of people is really interesting. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that are just, we don't know what animates them. No. No, people are, you know, and I think, I think that criticisms and uh, commentary on people is all valid but i also think that like it's important to not dig too deep and right. not to be a shithead about it and just yes. like you like you can mock things but still you see them give them a hug we always try to mock things in a way that's fun for us and not always fun for what we're mocking. It's not fun for the people that are getting mocked. Not always, yeah. but that's okay. I mean, that's yeah. it is what it is. Some well, of them like it. Some people don't like it at all. Like Caitlyn Jenner had this uh, fucking TMZ video about me recently. Yeah, said horrible things about me. I'm like, I get it. Did I mean, you see her go on Bird I show? Made fun of her. And Bird has her call the dad, and what then dad? Bird's father because he was like a big fan of her. And then before, yeah, correct. When when yeah. she was a he and she correct won gold medals. So then Bert has uh, he Caitlyn Jenner like calls the dad and it's like Bert's like almost in tears. Caitlyn Jenner doesn't give a shit. She's like hello. Bert was probably hammered. Yeah, Bert was like Bert was like a big moment for Bert. Caitlyn Jenner's like hi, just being a rich <laughs> cunt. Hi, huh? Like who cares? It means nothing to her. And then uh, you know Bert's in there. It's like weird saying her. No, because Caitlyn Jenner to me has never been a gender. She's always been a murderer. <laughs> 
So it's, it doesn't really, it doesn't really, I mean, you identify as what you want. You're a rich murderer. Uh, but yeah, that was an interesting one. Oh, she's shooting a bow and arrow with a fucking, is that a marshmallow on the end of it? Good form though. Really decent form. Little, little tight in the grip. Might want to loosen up that front hand. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. She called me like transphobic and homophobic and all this stuff. Like, have you no, met? No, no, would you no. have her on? Yeah, for sure. Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, no, I was just making fun of you. And yeah. I was making fun of you because you were a cultural icon who uh, became the woman of the year six months after being a woman. If you don't understand that's how funny. that's hilarious. That's funny. Like you became a wo- you became woman of the year. You yeah. know how many women who've been women for 30 fucking years? Yeah. And they couldn't be woman of the year. You were women for a few months, less yeah. than a year. It's funny. and 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 But you know what it is? Certain rich like people like that just don't have a sense of humor and they just it is what it is it's well, not only rich not only rich people but like certain people like that are just it's the comedy is like they don't get it it's not for them they're not comics and yeah. they're they're in a protected class they're now like golf and they people. want they want to lean she's a golf person. she's like a golf club she also part. wants they don't to lean it. into that protected class yeah and it's not yeah. that i hate and i'm not you call me transphobic all you want i'm not right i don't i'm not homophobic i'm right. not tra- i'm not anything i'm not right. racist i'm not sexist i'm yeah, not yeah, i'm not of course but but if you're a woman and you're a dingbat i'm gonna make fun of you it doesn't yeah. mean i'm a sexist no it's, it means it's i funny. call I, I just call things like i see them including myself but the my I point, think she was fair game like those people she killed in malibu there's one person. One person. <clears throat> you, see, you can't say people. That's rude. Person. Yeah, it's like they. But you can because like they is a pronoun for a single. They. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, they didn't her. know what they were doing. Good for her. Or and I'm I'm pro killing yes. in Malibu. Like, Some people people gotta go. We can't people all on that live PCH forever. Gotta go. But uh, my my point was that I was trying to figure out a way to make fun of something that was kind of sacred. Right. And that what I did was I made fun of myself so hard that by the time I got to them, it was okay. Right. And like this, I was literally talking to my friend Tim Kennedy, who's yeah. a, a literal killer for the right. government. Right. <laughs> He's a fucking right. soldier. Yeah. And he, we were, we were just talking about comedy that like sometimes you, there's a way to make fun of almost everything. Right. And it didn't mean that I, and that I was saying, I had the, I don't know if you saw that I had this bit. In uh, my uh, 2016 Netflix special called Triggered. Okay. And the, I had this bit about Caitlyn Jenner. Right. And the, the bit was basically talking about my own experiences of living with women. women. All right. women. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like they, they, they break you. Right. And they're like, if the, the bit was like, if my manhood was a mountain of marbles, every day they take two. Right. They just steal two it's marbles. Yeah, like, yeah, you have yeah. too many marbles. Why do you need them? Take them yeah. It's just like, over, over time, like eventually they yeah. just break you. And then you're, yeah. And then, and then the, the bit was like that, that Caitlyn Jenner was like living with these crazy women. And then, yeah. like, like, and, and that she's always been a woman. I'm like, maybe, or maybe if you right. live yeah. with these people. And that's the people, funny of it, yeah, right? That was of the course. funny. It wasn't a joke. But it wasn't transphobic or even homophobic. It right. Was the, the idea was to make fun of things that are cultural that are in the public eye that are also sacred cows yes yes sacred cows are meant to be slaughtered you like, have what to. Are you, like what are we doing like, that's our job that's the job of people that do what we do is to make fun of if it didn't make things sense that people tough. wouldn't have laughed yes that's the thing absolutely that, that i closed with it for a reason yeah people absolutely it worked yes it doesn't mean you hate anybody right and i think that that's the only reason why it works because if people really think you hate someone 
like if people that love you and that are fans of you, they think you really hate them. They're like, hey, Tim, like this is wrong. Right. Like, they have to. There's a there's a tongue in cheek aspect of it. There's a there's a humor aspect of it. Yes. That if we abandon all that, we are fucked. If you abandon Completely. mocking things, if you abandon humor, if you abandon the the ability to make fun, we're fucked. Yeah. We're fucked. Right. Because then you're gonna let people develop these narratives, and they're gonna take over culture and their, their egos are going to get so crazy and big that god only knows what they do and they, that's just fucking when they get knocked down it's good for them too it's very good you gotta you gotta become undeniable that's why you gotta get on clubhouse <laughs> <laughs> and what was that lady who's on clubhouse Taylor all the lorenz <laughs> listening to everybody just w- waiting for you to you? say retard and then you know but you gotta get on but, clubhouse but she did but the person that said she she said someone yeah, she, said it. Yeah, it didn't say Explain it. Explain what happened. I believe what happened was I was in the room. Uh, somebody said it describing, uh, using the word to describe. It's like they always get in trouble describing someone else who said it. Describing someone else who said it but about she, themselves. Correct. And she talking was, about Wall she Street like, bets. Uh, bets. Wall Street bets. She, Taylor Lorenz ascribed it to a guy who didn't say it. Because that guy was a critic of her. I guess I don't know, but she or she was Wasn't just sloppy that? and wrong. It could have been. It could have so been. I'm how, not. How does that person keep a job? Yeah, it's a great question. Why do they have a? Yeah, I I, I don't know. It's the New York Times is really not interested uh, in penalizing that type of behavior. They're they're much more concerned uh, with just you know putting out. Uh, a, an ideological point of view over and over again to the point where no one cares. I mean, it's but just... But the New York Times used to be so objective. They used to be the gold uh, standard. They tried. No, but they were in the day. They were better than they are now, They were way sure. better. They were the gold standard of inf- uh, information. Yeah. Well, I think it is... Everything's so weaponized right now that they feel like if they fire her, they're handing her over... They're capitulating and they're handing her over to the enemies because they believe they're on one side and then the enemies are on the other side. I know nothing about her other than this story that has come across my news Yeah, I don't feed, know much about her. I mean, she's a reporter who writes about the internet. Well, I know about it because of Sagar. Right. Talked about it on Rising on the Hill. Yes. And, you know, it's maddening. It's, it's like, crazy. We, there's a stand, like we need, to, if, if someone is saying something, that is incorrect or is uh, you're you're wrongly attributing a, a quote to someone and then attacking them for that quote like that's not news it's not news and it's a real problem it's a real problem yeah so and you were saying that like these clubhouse sessions yeah that people just sit in and wait for people to do that well, she does. I don't know how many other people do, but I would imagine that more people would because, you know, the New York Times just ran this article by her, I believe, who said, you know, unfettered conversations are taking place online. It was hilarious. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, New York Times report on Clubhouse app panned for sounding alarm about unfettered conversations. Yeah, this, is, so this is Taylor Lorenz, the retard, the reporter who talked about that. She's now saying that like unfettered conversations, like how dare people go online and speak and freely without moderation? It's crazy. In the process, Clubhouse has generated debate about whether audio is the next wave of social media, moving digital connections beyond text, photos, and videos to old-fashioned voice, said the article, which was first published on Monday. In thousands of chat rooms every day, Clubhouse's users have conducted unfettered conversations on subjects such as uh, as varied as astrophysics, geopolitics, queer representation in Bollywood, and even cosmic poetry. What is cosmic poetry? 
I don't know. But that's the thing about Clubhouse is like they'll have a room. Like I think it should be. Fettered. I was first of all, it's invite only. So you get sponsored to get on it. It's not public right now. So the guy, this guy Michael Gruen, who's this bit, this twenty-two-year-old investor Bitcoin guy, got me on it. Just invited me on it. He's yeah. very smart in business world, and uh, so I'll go on and just listen to people talk about things I don't really know much about. But then there's a lot of rooms where it'll be like, uh, this is a Bitcoin room. This room is about uh, how do we? And then there's a lot of rooms just about Clubhouse. Like how do we keep Clubhouse diverse? Why do you think people have a problem with people talking about things that they might not be accurate about? Why? I, but but isn't that like if they're if you're I, a human being? Yeah. If you just enter into sure. a conversation and like like this one we're having right now, we right. Could, we you and I could just start talking about energy production and we don't right. know jack shit about I it. I think it's that people have very low opinions of other people and they think that other people are very susceptible to misinformation. And in exactly. some cases, they're maybe correct, but. Uh, that there's always this Faustian bargain that you make where it's like, well, okay, does, does, you know, you're never going to stop everyone from getting fooled. That's the thing with the QAnon right. stuff. It's like, right. you can't ban the QAnon stuff. Some people are, exist on earth to get fooled, but they won't stop the flat earth people. That's where, the, like, right. when it gets so preposterous. When it's so ridiculous, because the flat earth people, I guess, are, technically aren't storming the galaxy. Right, I mean, they can't. Like, <laughs> there's there's a limited amount of flat this, Earth people. Before, can do. Like, before anything happens, look, if you get one schizophrenic that shows up at the pizza place with a fucking rifle, right, right, and right, and fires around Correct. off in the ceiling. Yeah, does, does that mean you need to the delete the whole subject from the internet? No, I don't think so. At what point in time? Do yeah, you, do you say? That this is not just ridiculous, but dangerous. Well, I mean, it depends, right? It depends on what's going on. You There's know? a bunch of people that believe dinosaurs aren't real. Yeah, when do we step can. in? When do we never, step in? Never. they got to yeah. let these people talk about things. And the other thing is, like, I think these people would carry a lot less sway uh, if there was they were made fun of. We just got to yeah. make fun of them and say that they're fucking ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. And retarded. And then you go, oh, you they can't took call that them retarded. Us. That's right. The problem. So then what do you call someone but you who's can. the full QAnon? Yeah. You can and I can. Yes. For whatever weird reason. Whatever weird reason. But we're not, we're not a clubhouse at the moment. But at we're, the end of the day. We're on a better platform. <laughs> yeah, we're on, a better, we're on a bigger platform. But I want you to come on and do a room. I really do. I'm not doing it. I know, but we should. Uh, and then and then the wine scenes come in, and then we'll have to invite them up. Should we do it right after this podcast? Will you Should do, do it, Clubhouse? Will you do it right after this podcast? Do I have to join Clubhouse? You have to just join it quickly. It's I sent you a link. Did Eric Weinstein send you a link? A lot of people sent me links. Dude, yeah. if we did a... Tim Naval, Dillon, Naval is the first person to send me a link. If we did Tim Dillon, Joe Rogan, Room on Podcast... What would we say? It would, Anything we could say what we just said here. And people would rush into it. More for you. But I have a few fans as well on there. But it would be a massive event. Massive. <sighs> it would be massive. It seems like a problem. Joe Rogan on podcasting. Jamie just nodded. He said it's a problem. It's he's not a my, problem. problem <clears throat> he's my confidant. Do you, do you really think it's a, you think it's it's a bad a, idea? No, no, no. But, uh, that was a nod of like, you're right. Uh, it could be a problem. Yeah. Right. Why would it be a problem? Oh, because we would say the same kind of shit we're saying right here. But we do it in this weird form. Yeah, but you, you could just say whatever you wanted. It's Clubhouse. You could talk about... Cosmic poetry. Uh, let's do a, a show on cosmic poetry. You don't have to do it, but it's it's it's. Uh, I'm gonna have to get high for that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a fun thing. We're on it five six hours a night. But that's not a good. See, I, I have a, a lot of other hobbies. Of course, I like to write. Yes, I get up and work out. I don't have time for that. I have a family. Well, you don't, no one's saying that you have to do it all the time. But you, like Elon Musk, one of those guys, you drop in, light it on fire, 
Yeah, and but Elon goes on Twitter too. He does a lot of shit. Yeah, he does do. a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know how he does all the things he does. I think he has a few clones laying around. It's very possible. Well, QAnon says they've all been cloned. It's very possible. Maybe do they're they right. That? They say that Biden's a clone. They still think that Trump is president. Oh yeah, they think this is all some sort of correct. They're, they're waiting for the grand awakening. I mean, God bless them. Anyone who believes in something that much is happier than I'll ever be. It's weird to watch those videos, though. They removed them from YouTube, but I used to enjoy them, watching these people that were like, clearly, like this oh. was the first moment in their life where anybody was listening to them and taking them seriously. Yes. And they would say, Q says that this yes. is going to happen. And, yes. Q, and they would talk about it. It became with, an industry. People yeah. made money. People sent them Bitcoin. People sent them money to talk about Q. Yeah. And to break it down, to break down the latest drops and break down the latest things. And Why Q? What is the word, the letter Q? Well, there was a bunch of Anons when it started. FBI Anon, this Anon, that Anon, a Q Anon just stuck. But what does Q stand for? Who the fuck? I don't even know. Mm. Q clear, Q clearance to the government. Q clearance means it's like above top secret four levels oh, or something. Oh, does yeah, it? that's what it means. Oh. Somebody with a Q clearance is above top secret and that's cool. what it is. Oh, it's all fun. <laughs> But it's too dangerous. Q's day. Well, it became dangerous when people wear fucking buffalo helmets and storm. That's Nancy when it Pelosi's got ridiculous. Office. That's when it got. Obviously, it was ridiculous before that. But that's. I understand people going, "Hey, this has gone a little too far." Well, that's when like uh, when people were talking about Trump being dangerous. That's when they were right. That's when they were right. Well, yeah, when he was. Like he happened. was dangerous. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't appear to be dangerous to a lot of people until the storming of the Capitol, and then they went, "Oh." Well, no, he had a violent cult of people willing to do almost anything for him. That's yeah. not great. No, it's not the best. It's not the best. But it's also when you actually incite those people to do things. Yeah, directing arguably, a, directing an attack on the Capitol is not the best. I don't think he directed an attack. He but was he, close. He definitely left it. It was pretty open close. To it was pretty close. <laughs> He's like, they're in there doing what they shouldn't be doing. Show strength. Show strength. Go get him. He can't be weak. Mike Pence is in there. Go hang him. He's eating kids. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty close. It was pretty, you know. They were ready to go. But, it, but you know, this is a guy that understands reality TV. Uh, that was a finale. Uh, and it was a big one. It was a good finale. He was, this is a guy it. that understands, like, he wanted to go out big. He went out big. And now I he's. I don't think he wanted to go out. I well, he, he didn't really... want to go out. He thought, I think he thought that like the military and the police and people were going to rise up. Yeah. And I think he thought it was going to be, I really believe he thought it was going to be like a crazy, like, like storm the Capitol until like there was a new election. I think they were going to yeah. overturn. I think he really believed they were going to overturn the election. Correct. Yeah. And that's why he was calling when it, the politicians yeah. in Georgia right. and saying, you can be a hero or a pussy. Right. Yeah. He, he was do. doing that. Just like Andrew <laughs> Cuomo. They all do the same shit. They all just call people up and threaten them. Well, do you imagine the pressure? Of being the president and to be hated as much as that was that guy was when all of your life you've been nothing loved. but loved yeah all of your life and then all of a sudden out of nowhere when you're 73 or whatever the fuck he was yeah he became the president it was then, also like an amazing practical joke that he like started and then became the president right he didn't really want to be president he no. wanted to develop ratings for the, yeah. the the apprentice and then he just became but that's how fucked the country was like they were so fucked up people were like no we're gonna make this guy president not just fucked but the the, the whole media system I, I just read uh hate inc from matt taibbi yeah and he, he he goes into depth about how this started really in the 80s with reagan and like where right. this this whole yeah the the media developed this sort of industry that was based upon getting people really upset about things and then of right. course with social media and the algorithms of facebook and the all these it, it became weaponized where people 
leaned into the things that they hated and then it generated extreme wealth for the people that ran Facebook and right. all these social media sites and then that became their sort of business model whether right. it's CNN or CNBC you know CNN's ratings dropped 45% right after Trump left office right and Fox dropped a lot of them dropped because like it became no it's, it's no over. it's boring now dude it's boring there's nothing left i mean now it's just like Shut it the fuck down. Shut CNN down. Make Chris Cuomo go work in an Italian deli. Like, <laughs> these motherfuckers are done. Let him help his thug, brother. Like, dude, there's nothing left. There's not a thing left for these people. To, Fox News is going to still sell gold coins to elderly <laughs> dementia patients in between whatever they're selling. Some fucking commemorative pin. Apocalypse or, food. A, a Rush Limbaugh Christmas ornament. Whatever it is. <laughs> Just let them fucking do it, and let's all go back to living like people. Yeah, I like what you're saying. Let's hope. Enjoy Clubhouse. Enjoy Clubhouse. All right, we'll do a quick one after this. Are we'll, you, you, you not, really? Yeah, we'll do this. I'll fuck you up. Yeah, because I'm no excited. one will know because this isn't live. So we'll we'll, we'll go on Clubhouse. Oh, we'll just go on Clubhouse. It's gonna be quick. great. You got to sign up. Yeah, but I don't want that fucking app on my phone. Then you delete it right after, Joe. I don't trust anybody. Delete it, and that people are going to come up, and they're going to try to be speakers. I have multiple phones, but and you'll tell me you'll go. Yeah, you got your your many phones. Yeah, but that's a good idea. It's a good Mm. idea. Oh, I've got three now. Yeah, that's crazy. I have three levels of A, B, and C. You're A. That's crazy. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Very good. Um, This is (laughs) this is A, B, C. This is everything. One phone. (laughs) The problem with that is like they're tracking you. Oh, I'm being tracked. If they're not tracking me, they're not working. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, that's what yeah, I said. They're 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 tracking. Sometimes yeah. I talk to the phone. Yeah. So listen, bitch, I'm about to jerk off. Yeah. You want to watch? Yeah. <laughs> Do you say I, that too? I, I have one person I talk to on the phone a lot, and like we always hear weird noise on our phones. We're just like, oh hey, yeah. If you're listening, by the way, this I, is what we're talking. I was about. talking like, to a friend of mine. And I heard doot, 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 in it in, in like a dial tone. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I in the 80s? Yeah. That's. <laughs> Dude, what I've I've gone on my phone where it ta- it's literally. Sounds like they're like like I hear crackling and it's weird. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is I don't know what it is. I don't want to be paranoid, but I'm like, the week I did the Alex Jones podcast with you, the phone was like wonky. Woo! It was, it's it was real a week weird, before right? the election. Yeah. yeah, something. They're looking for the boogeyman now. That's what's interesting. They're looking for the next boogeyman. Who's gonna right. be? Who's gonna be the bad guy? Who's gonna be the next Trump? <sighs> I don't know. Mm. Not me. Hopefully. I wonder what's gonna happen in 2024. You know, I wonder how this is gonna go down. Kamala versus Nikki Haley. Who's Nikki Haley? That's that, uh, that Republican? Uh, yeah, from South Carolina or something. What does she do again? I don't know, but it'll be, yeah, it'll be Kamala and her. Maybe not, but I'm, that's my bet. The Republicans put up a woman, woman. Democrats put up a woman. I think it'll be DeSantis. I think it'll be a guy Might from be. Florida. Might be. I think that, listen, listen, that guy, whatever you want to think about him, if you look at the COVID numbers, like he makes a really good point. Like it, the numbers are not like they opened up fucking everything in Florida. Schultz is down there in Florida. Yeah. He said they look at you like a pussy if you have a mask on. Right. And meanwhile, yeah. their numbers aren't elevated. Their right. deaths aren't elevated. They're not. Well, I mean, we don't. Yeah. Like the third we don't or know the real numbers. State. But Florida, no, they'll, 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 they'll. I mean, Florida will do it. They'll fudge up number too. Yeah, they'll throw you into the fucking lagoon. Yeah, throw you, you in the lagoon. Alligator. Yeah, they don't know the numbers. <laughs> the numbers. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be Haley versus Harris. Who knows? Yeah. I'm I just want to go back to let's all go back to bed for eight years and then in twenty twenty eight 
when it's like, who knows? God only knows what QAnon will be then. It'll be alien anon. I think what's going to save us is something along the lines of Neuralink. Something that allows you to legitimately read people's intentions. Legitimately understand how a person's thinking. So the people that are full of shit, it gets exposed like it's a purple light. That well, that's very interesting. I think that's maybe one of the only things that's going to save us. And I think that we're putting ourselves into, we're boxing ourselves into this corner. Right. And I think that with technology, we're boxing ourselves, right? With Facebook and Twitter and this addiction to, to, to commentary and input. And maybe the only thing that's going to save us from disingenuous people that are using these platforms to express these dishonest opinions like where they don't really think this way they're just trying to manipulate people and use these narratives to try to gather attention and like we were talking about before lean into the love and lean into the attention yeah. lean into what's, lean in, yeah. what's getting them praise and we're gonna if there's some sort of revolutionary advance in communication the same way the internet was right we didn't see the internet coming the 90s rolled around and all of a sudden people were on AOL and you know uh, you know meeting up in chat rooms and you remember the early days of AOL there's a lot of fucking kitty porn that was being distributed yeah. through AOL yeah my friend Barry Crimmins yeah. there's a the, there's he was a like documentary a about it yeah. yeah because he was abused when right. he was a child he right. was raped yeah and he talked about it he got them to remove that shit but they were aware of it and they were keeping it up right. this is the 90s really yes yeah the the, the Barry Crimmins documentary uh, Bobcat Goldthwait did it, and it is fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant, and it's it's scary because you realize, like Jesus Christ, this was just twenty plus years ago. They were doing this, where they were allowing this stuff to to right. live, and they felt like, ah, oh, it's the internet. I don't have to do anything about it. Like, you know, you have to stop this. Like, these people are being victimized. This is child it's porn. Crazy. It's ex yeah, and yeah, and Barry because of his own past, because of his own his his history of being yeah. raped and abused you know and, you know i fucking loved that guy yeah he was great, when i started out in comedy he was the boogeyman in, in a good way like he was the guy that kept everybody in line because he was like very politically savvy very intelligent very and very he hated hacks he hated right. liars and he hated right. he hated joke thieves and right. he, he forced them out of comedy man yeah like he he was like the policeman, like enforcer, because he was the the smart guy, right? And amongst like a lot of you know uh, the other guys were smart too, but they were like wow people. Like the Boston comedy scene was filled with guys like Lenny Clark and Don Gavin. They were doing coke and 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 fucking drinking shots every right. night. They were animals, right. savages, hilarious but right. savages. Right. And then you had Barry Crimmins, who was this also brilliant comedian, but had a moral compass and an ethical compass and understood the political world in a way that these guys didn't, didn't right. and he was the guy like when i when that guy was nice to me i was like yeah like, yeah. A, yeah, uh, yeah, like okay. really i was nervous yeah. man he was the guy i was fucking nervous about yeah when i was starting out in boston yeah and it was uh you you, you kind of need a person like that in a scene to, to kinda... you do so but Neuralink is a little scary too because you're is. putting a chip in your head yeah but it's all scary man you got a chip in your pocket. That's a good point. You got a thing on your fucking Sign me table up. right I'm now. I'm ready. You're addicted to Clubhouse. I'm addicted. To, I think you, the way you feel about Neuralink, I feel about Clubhouse. I believe that'll save us. It might. No. It might. It might. Probably not. All of it might. It, I think we're in a we're in a uh, this tumultuous period where we're working these things out. But I think ultimately we're gonna figure it out. I, I'm a always 
I've always been an optimist. As much as I've been a critic of things, I'm a very optimistic. Right. I I genuinely love people. Right. As much as people are mean and people are vicious and people are I think a lot of that is because they're scared and they're sad and they're angry and they're failures and they don't they don't have their own shit together. I think that's what causes people to lash out right. and, and and lie and attack and all the different things that people do that are so problematic and so it's, it's it's they're so gross, right? But I think all that is based on fear, you know. For the whole, like, if you can give people a low level, like a micro dose of ecstasy all the time, just 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 a micro dose it's of MDMA, small. just a, just enough to be like, it doesn't matter, right? What's what's important really? It's not these insecurities that keep us clashing with each other. That's mostly what it is, right? If we could just be nice to each other, the the real problems of life are, is they're not as big as we think they are. Right. We can work out most other than like health, right, death, injuries, you know, violence, all the, those other than those It's like maybe when I when I skip the line at Whataburger, I'm doing it out of fear. Yeah, you're scared to go hungry. And I have to evolve to realize that I can't come from that scarcity mindset. Whoever that person is that ratted Tim yeah. Dillon out, reach out to us. Find please, us. Please reach out to us. We'll, we'll have you on. Imagine just like Governor Tim. Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ted Cruz. It's Ted Cruz. It's Ted Cruz and his daughters. <laughs> Ted Cruz and his daughters on the way to yeah. Cancun. Yeah. Just wanted a quick cheeseburger. Yeah. You piece of Fuck shit. Fuck him. No. So, um, are you stuck here? Are you, you no, I'm to leaving tomorrow out? morning, supposedly. Hopefully, it's 7 a.m. You really have a flight? 7 a.m. Going over to Providence. Nice. All right. Tim going Dylan. to Boston. Thank you. Listen, I'm glad you're here, brother. Of course. Going to really. have fun. Thank I'm you, I'm really buddy. glad you're here. I'm excited it to be means, here. It means a lot. All right, buddy. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>